They'll go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns! Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Go deep. The King has returned. And I'm not talking about comedian Dante Powell either. Welcome to Go Deep. I'm your host, Tariq. Joined here with my producer, Frenchie. And for the first time ever, we got comedian Dante Powell on the set with us. How you doing, sir? Welcome. I'm great, man. How are you? Good. We actually get to see you in person. Actually, you and Frenchie already met. So, uh, And uh, even the lady at the front desk here uh, recognized your name from the funny bone. You're famous. I'm I, trying, man. I'm I, trying. I, I know, had no clue. Yeah. She, we don't want you to know how she actually knows. Me, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she, she almost said swinger site, and then she's like, uh, funny bone, that bone, and then wink. So I don't know what that means. Uh, fun show for you today. Uh, Detour is in Des Moines. The rain is slowing things up, so the schedule did get pushed back a little today. I know tickets are few and far between. They were free for time slots, I believe four-hour time slots. Uh, today is qualifying. Sunday will be finals. Work your way through the weekend. I personally am headed to Demo- or to Las Vegas here in about three hours, so this uh, rain better not slow me up. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to have some fun with it, man. We're going to talk a little NBA. We're going to talk a little NFL. We're going to talk a little Dutor. I uh, got Tavian Banks in his weekly Bank On It segment in about 28 minutes. Uh, phone number 515-244-1350. 244-1350. We'll try to open up the phone lines throughout the show if, if Frenchie can keep an eye on it between the beeps. Uh, of course, we'll have comedian Dante Powell with his uh, big O segment in the second hour. We might even bring that to you earlier, depending on how the show goes, along with Frenchie's D3 and 3. Uh, also talk a little Sin City as I am gearing up to uh, fly out. Got Wet Republic going down this Saturday. Uh, strip club tonight. A little dinner. Limo downtown. Take a picture where Tupac got shot. I don't think half the people in my group know who Tupac is. Uh, but hopefully there's a shooting while we take a picture so they can get to know how he, how he lived his life. Keep it real. That gangster stuff that Frenchie always talks about. Uh, but first, we're going to get into headlines. These headlines. Look at Frenchie go. Look at Frenchie go. NBA playoffs. As I mentioned, the king has returned. LeBron and his Lakers squeak out a three-point win against the Fr- against Frenchie's Warriors, actually. Uh, now, if I'm in the West right now, the last team I want to play is the Los Angeles Lakers. Even if I'm the Clippers or the Jazz, nobody wants King James in a healthy AD. You don't want that kind of smoke right now. Uh, but what if LeBron wins the championship this year? And notice I say LeBron, not the Lakers. But what do we say about LeBron if the Lakers win a championship this year? Dante, is that our, uh, you're a LeBron fan, so this already supplements what you know. But the rhetoric right now is people are shocked that LeBron made a game-winning shot. <laughs> like As in, LeBron still doesn't have respect from these people. If LeBron comes off this injury with an injured AD and a half beat up Dennis Schroeder and wins this championship from a playing game, what do we say about LeBron? I'm going to keep saying what I've been saying all along, and that is that he's the greatest of all time. I, th- I already think he's surpassed Michael Jordan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I, I thought my Tony Parker thing was wild. You, 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 I, I know the arguments there. You think he's surpassed you? I've already got LeBron one. I, I think it comes that like, if you're just going to go accolades, all right, you can have Jordan. But if you're going to go accolades, you know, talent, you're going to look at the whole package. I've got to go LeBron. Yeah, LeBron, even in Jordan's day, that body type would have been incredible. And on a team with Pippen, LeBron might have more championships than Jordan. Uh, it's hard for me to give him that GOAT status already. He's up there for this time, for my, you know, my later part of my lifespan. LeBron is the GOAT for this generation, this era. 
I, I don't know why I can't put him past Jordan yet, but am I? Maybe it's the six rings. Maybe it's not having the nostalgia. Nostalgia, the brand, the brand, the brand. We're still, you got 19-year-olds and 47-year-olds rocking the same Jordans, the same retro Jordans, the same, you know, spending big money on these Jordans still. Kobe's will be like that for a while. Yeezy's will be like that for a while. LeBron's, yeah, but I don't think LeBron's brand will ever be what Jordan's brand is. And maybe that's because LeBron gets so much hate and LeBron speaks up and LeBron has social media. So people dislike what LeBron says and think he's political because he speaks up for what he believes in. But hey, where you sit with this, Frenchie? Um, until LeBron successfully saves the Looney Tunes, which we'll find out later mm. this year. Got to <laughs> give it to Jordan. That, that puts him down another level. Uh, it's nice that it's LeBron of anyone doing a Space Jam. I don't know if we needed another Space Jam. I'm intrigued to watch. I'm happy that Dame Dollar's on it. It's uh, funny because <laughs> last night when I saw him make that shot, I was like, wait a minute. Was that the ending to Space Jam? Like, it looked. Yeah. <laughs> Slow motion, man. And just the look on Curry's face of like, oh, sh beep. I, I left him open. You can't. And Curry even said in a post-game interview, I, I, I thought he was out of the play, so I, I backed into the lane a little bit to help out, and they made a nice effort to get him the ball. No, you don't you don't think LeBron's ever out of the play, because even if you give him that much space, what if he comes crashing in to dunk that ball in your face? That That's a good point, but in fairness to Steph Curry, he's not used footer. to other people shooting the shots that he shoots. Well, he's like, that's my range, not yours. Agree. <laughs> if, if Steph would have hit that shot, I don't think we would have been as shocked. If Dame Dollar would have hit that shot, I don't think we would have been as shocked. LeBron, for some reason, we're shocked that that's out of LeBron. We expect LeBron to back him down, turn it around. That 34 shooter, shooter shot, that 34 footer, uh, was definitely further than LeBron's average range. And that's the shot I want LeBron to take if I have to have him take a shot at the end of a game like that. Uh, but why are we so shocked that LeBron hit this shot? We don't we don't respect this man at all, do we? But there are people out there who have made a living off of talking about what LeBron can't do. And so that narrative has just stuck because it when you come out and you aren't able to be an immediate champion and people are out there saying it's because he's not clutch it's because he's not clutch that narrative takes off and then people again when, when you're in entertainment as opposed to like sports journalism you can just say random crazy <laughs> stuff like lebron isn't like he's not clutch but we know better we know like, there's stats. Yeah. <laughs> there's stats bro. So I just want to jump in and say this, that Tim Tebow has officially signed his contract oh, with the contract. Jacksonville Jaguars, and he will be at OTAs this coming week. One-year one contract, as I heard the rumor from Florida about a week and a half ago when we posted on social media, but I'm glad it finally came out. Uh, thank you for that update, Tebow, Tebow time. Tebow time, and uh, hopefully they give him a, a second year option on. That. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he gives them a second year option. Uh, and we'll get into some Tebow time, but we we gotta, you know, LeBron is this figure that we love to hate so much, and he keeps doing these things. But even last year, when AD hit that shot from the from the perimeter to win a game, they showed a picture of AD hitting that shot, and they showed a picture of Kyrie hitting that shot, and they showed a picture of LeBron standing on in the middle of the floor watching someone else take that big shot as if LeBron doesn't want to take that shot, can't make that shot, not not that dude. You know, I just the disrespect that they give this man on the court. And even Frenchie's saying that he'd rather go and, and see Curry, uh, you know, in person as over, over LeBron, who he's never seen. And you changed your answer. You did change your answer. Also, I established beforehand, I'm a Warriors fan. Yes. Of course I'm going to pick Steph. Yes, but, uh, and even in your all-time list, and uh, Steph's up there, and uh, and the place I'm at right now is, do we just give the Warriors the eighth seed? 
Do we? I mean, I'm that, not willing to count Memphis out just yet. No, I, I, I'm saying like if should have been all right. Let's not even play this Memphis game. Give the Warriors because we want to see it, the Warriors in the playoffs. Steph played his ass off last night, and we want to see more of that. Uh, just tell me this: John Morant or Steph? Who you got? And more importantly, who would you like to see more of in this playoffs? Steph. Steph. Is that because <laughs> yeah. we don't know Ja or because we know Steph is going to light it up? No, I, I, wa- Sniff. I, yeah. I also watch John Morant highlights all the time. I still would take Steph because I think that's a more fun matchup to watch him versus Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I... Steph, is it's hard to turn down Steph, especially after this year. I, I just don't want what Steph has done this year to end. So I want Steph in there. But I love the opportunity of seeing Ja, a small market team, uh, a kid who, you know, is going to outplay Zion in their career. Uh, and I said it. Sorry, Pelicans fans. Uh, and I'm looking at you, Dante. But <laughs> I, I mean, said it. it's not like this is the first time you've been wrong uh, I mean, about I, uh, two players that, that you're comparing. <laughs> hey, I, and I, it's hard to compare those two players. The only reason why I compare them because they were drafted together and that was that one and two punch. Uh, but Ja, and I look at it as KD and Odin. You know, who who won that war? I'm not saying Zion's going to be going to be Odin. But, but if you are saying that Ja is going to be KD, you realize that's like I I'm not saying Ja is going to be KD. I'm saying Ja is a second coming of KD. He's not going to live up to KD, but he's going to be he's going to be what KD does. Ja will be doing that in the league for a long time, and when he gets to a large market team, you will see that. Okay, but what about when Zion ends up with the Knicks? They still won't win a championship. I, Zion would hurt the Knicks this year. Oh, absolutely not. No, Zion no would hurt the Knicks this no year. No way. Imagine Tom Thibodeau getting to use his athleticism on defense. Playing defense with them. How do you guard guard a small ball lineup with Zion at center, Julius Randle at power forward? Right. It would be be headaches. And then what does the ball play through on offense? Zion. Yeah. Mm, Randle's not the player he is this year with Zion there. And which means that's okay. You figure it out. You know, get Zion a good coach. Yeah. Steph isn't the player he is this year with Clay there, but you figure it out, you make it work. You still be great. Shots fired at Pelicans coach, who will be fired after I, this I year. Love Stan, Stan Van Gundy. I love Stan, but he yeah he he didn't he didn't. I, you, you guys had your pick at a lot of people, and you pulled Stan Van Gundy from Detroit. There weren't a lot of people. There were I mean there were a lot of people, but there weren't a lot of good people. Let's be clear about that. The I Pels. mean, and how do we feel about Monte Williams winning uh, coach of the year? Who I thought should win it. Some said Snyder for Utah Jazz. I thought Monty Williams, if we waited to the end of the year and somehow the Sixers won a championship, I would say Doc Rivers. But we saw what Phoenix could be in a bubble, and I, I knew they would carry this out. I didn't know it would be this strong, uh, but I think he deserves this title. Um, you know the reason that he's going to win it? Chris Paul. Chris Paul's won one playoff game his whole career. One playoff series. One playoff series. I, that's all that matters. I'm sorry I said game, but series is all that matters. Chris Paul has won one playoff series his whole career, what makes you think that he's going to win it this year against oh, your against your Warriors? They're not, no, they're going to play the Lakers. Lakers. They're not oh, going to win it. Yeah, the Lakers yeah. are going to the finals again. So once again, Chris Paul makes it to the playoffs, has a great regular season, and does nothing in it, or doesn't do nothing in the playoffs, but doesn't advance oh, in the playoffs because he has to play the defending champions who are going to finally be fully healthy for the first time in four months. And I wouldn't even call him fully healthy, but Chris Paul is the number one team in the West. Or number two. two. Number two yeah. team in the West. This is incredible. Like, I, as I was watching last night and the Lakers were down early, I was thinking, uh-oh, this may bode well for Chris Paul. Like, it's <laughs> funny. That it, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, he'd probably prefer the Warriors? getting the Warriors. Or, I, and they, I hate to say that because Steph could drop 49 points on me. But, yes, I would rather play the Warriors than a healthy AD and LeBron. I, th- I think Chris Paul also would enjoy putting it on Steph a little bit because of that whole Houston 
Yeah, uh, yep. Rivalry that they had going. Yeah. And, and LeBron's his boy, so he would like to play against him. But yes, I would much rather match up against Draymond. And <laughs> what what I found interesting, I saw a stat line. It said that uh, last night was LeBron's 97th career game tying slash go ahead field goal Ooh. in the final minute of a game. That's the second most in the last 25 seasons behind Kobe, who has 101. So yeah, don't we're talk shocked. to me yeah, about this guy not being clutch. But like, we're he baffled. handles business. The whole world's <laughs> baffled that he made that shot. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to finish up with some headlines when we come back. Tavian Banks joining us in about 15 minutes. If he answers the phone for Frenchie, join here with Dante Powell, comedian for the first time ever in the building is Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around. And the rump is some rock. It's so comfortable now. Been a hit of a rap, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. Man, it's like you can't even have a conversation because you get into a sports argument over commercial break when it should be on air. Uh, over here talking about if the Lakers and Curry somehow meet in the final series in the West or if the Clippers tanked to not play the Lakers, <laughs> which we all agree they did, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if Frenchie can remember to turn on the other mics, yeah. yeah. Uh, we agree they they tank to not play the Lakers, Clippers. Right. You have the built-in excuse that you want to rest your guys, but you, yeah, which you is, also want to hurt the Lakers a little bit and not play them. Yeah. Is, so we're a spot to be in to be able to be like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna lose and make it tougher on you, but also we are afraid of you. I would have gone full transparency. The Lakers are the returning champions. I had an opportunity to rest my players and not and, and have it. Slightly easier, and I'd be talking trash to whoever I'm playing. Slightly easier first round by not playing the Lakers. I, it's it's truth, it's transparency. The Man. Clippers blew a three one lead last year. They they shouldn't be talking trash to anybody. Like they need to make sure they're going to be able to come out of this whoever they get wherever. But the problem is the Clippers blame Doc Rivers for blowing that lead. George, even Kawhi, two of those games. Uh, I, I just remember that ugly shot of Paul George going off the side of the backboard. <laughs> he had so many of those last year. So many of those. Yeah, but that was just the epitome of his playoff performance. Yeah. He just had a bad postseason. Playoff P, baby. Playoff P. <laughs> Playoff P. And so let's uh, get back into these headlines before uh, Dante or uh, what's called Dontavian comes bugging us and trying to call in before we call him. Uh, I do want to talk a little Hall of Fame because uh, even though it went down last week, uh, the one thing I noticed the most, and obviously the most apparent is Kobe's absence. And I just kept thinking of what if it was Kobe up there giving that speech himself? Because Vanessa, I mean, God bless her. She got up there and did her thing and held it together. And she seems like such a strong woman. Uh, but she wasn't, she didn't think any Laker players, coaches. Uh, and I don't think she had the right to, because if she said, you know, uh, if she named someone, someone else is being left out. Mm. You don't know what Kobe's going to say. You don't know who, how Kobe... I know she didn't know how he felt about certain players who they hang out with a lot, but it, it just felt like a lot was missed from that speech, and I just felt like I missed that presence of Kobe uh, and how much... And if Jordan was there with Kobe, you know, that 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 playoff of each other, like when LeBron retires and goes into the Hall of Fame, if Jordan's there to help with that speech or to be a part of that, just having them both, multiple goats in the same room, uh, I just felt like that presence was just so felt. Yeah, um, the thing with 
so I didn't I didn't end up watching because I didn't want to be emotional. Um and men don't cry, so you're good. No, I cry all the time. <laughs> um but it, it was it when was Skittles fall to the floor. It was one of those things where uh Is that I, Eminem's less successful cousin? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Asian rapper, not white. Oh boy. Yikes. All right, <laughs> uh, keep going. So <laughs> So uh, the thing about this year's class is that KG, Tim Duncan, you know, Kobe Bryant, even to some degree, like watching Allen Iverson go in when he went in. Man. Like, this is me watching my childhood just dissipate and disappear. It makes you realize how old you are. That's for sure. And so, yeah, I think Vanessa had to come at it from a from an angle that was a little less basketball-y because mm-hmm. we lost Kobe. Yeah. And that's understandable, but, you know, you also have to keep in mind that especially in the climate we're in right now, you don't want to be talking crazy about Kobe's old teammates because they might come out and say some crazy stuff back to you. Yeah, and I don't think she would have talked crazy. I think she would have at least thanked a couple of people. But then you get, you'll have someone like Ron Artest saying, you know, what, what hello, Meta World Peace, don't get a thank you? Or, you know, no, someone's going to be Well, Kobe <laughs> passed him the ball, and they won a championship because he hit that shot. Not they didn't win Listen, because of that, that shot, but he won with that shot. It's, it's too much Kwame Brown energy out no, there to be putting that at risk. Man. We don't you want that smoke. Kwame, I don't want be that doing smoke. That, so. Kwame, don't name drop. As much as I like the publicity, don't name drop go deep, homie. I'm on, I'm rocking with you. I want to yeah, hear. Yeah, I, I respect Kwame. I, I like what he's doing right now. <laughs> you better. Mixing it up. <laughs> It'll show but up but again, like I, I, I say that because like uh, Vanessa isn't you know, linked in to all of like, yeah, I, it. Wasn't I know her, her job to Powell, do that, but I, I missed that part. Her, her and Powell have a pretty good relationship, but yeah, it, it's a, and he's probably going to end up in the hall of fame. Yeah. Yeah. As he should, uh, as he should, he made a big impact on that Lakers team. I but mean, him and Kobe were really good friends. Tight. And, and that's so, why I thought she was going to mention it out of anyone. I thought she was gonna mention him and Phil. What about uh, Shaq? That's a, that's a t- touchy subject. So yeah, you leave that for Kobe to talk about, or you don't yeah. talk about it at all, mm. or you leave it for Shaq to talk about, or you don't talk about it at all. But Vanessa can't come in with that that Shaq talk because that started with Shaq narking on or Kobe narking on Shaq about he cheating. Does it all yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a weird, it's <laughs> yeah, a weird yeah, dynamic. Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't bring that up unless it's one of them too. But but, but was, the rap after the 08 finals uh, is still yeah. peak Shaq. Yeah, I think Shaq's back rap, rap Shaq? best rap was. Do you want me to pass it? No. Do you <laughs> I, I like the one where you ask Kobe how a certain part of him tastes. Yes, it. Kobe, how about that taste? No, <laughs> oh, no, that's not what he said. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to repeat that. what yeah, he yes, said. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, one thing I did, I was impressed with, was Tim Duncan. I thought Tim Duncan was going to get up there and say hi, thank you, and go sit back down. You know, I wasn't expecting him to actually have a full conversation with us, which and get I actually loved. emotional. I with loved it. I loved Popovich. it. Popovich. I loved it. And and Pop, man, you know the the most boring game of the playoffs so far, playing games was Memphis and San Antonio. But to see, I, I don't know that Pacers Charlotte, Charlotte game yeah. when they lost by forty. I was disappointed oh. in Charlotte. Did, didn't you kind of, I mean, Pacers we don't really care about unless you're in that market. You kind of want to see Charlotte, who has possibly the Rookie of the Year, win that game, right? Just for the excitement of playoffs. You know he's not going to win they another didn't round. They have anyone to guard Sabonis, and randomly, uh, yeah, I know. you have some random third stringer and Dougie McBuckets coming out and dropping twenty plus yeah, each. Man. That doesn't happen regularly. Sixteen in the first half, he was. Feeling it. They this picked man, up Dougie this man was like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> they, they picked up Dougie like a Cal Corver. They picked him up for that reason. Come in and shoot when we need you. In playoffs, Dougie's going to have, you know, he's not done. And they got a good coach on Indiana. So they're going to give, there will be a problem, but they're not, you know, Nets are fine. <laughs> Sixers are fine in the first round. Nets are probably going to sweep. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a lot going on. But uh, I do want to touch on Ben Wallace. Respect the guy. Love the defensive prowess. The defensive player of the year. 
Um, you know, blocking shots. You don't come in his in his zone. But I'm just I I feel like I don't know if he's the first one from that Pistons team to make the Hall of Fame. Yes. I I do feel like Rip Hamilton at some point probably should get consideration just the type of player he was. Uh Rasheed Wallace, I think, has to be in the Hall of Fame. You guys may not agree. Um, you know, Rasheed Wallace, best season he averaged nineteen points, his worst season he averaged four points, but Ben Wallace averaged what? One two points? I mean, he also was an undrafted player, and Rasheed Wallace was a fourth overall Nor- pick. Yeah. yeah, but Rasheed Wallace pretty much carried that, you know, potential and expectations out for most of his career. Oh, yeah, he was a solid player, so, and yeah. I don't necessarily disagree. So just because scouts were wrong doesn't mean that Rasheed doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. I'm not arguing that, but also, you, you mentioned Rip, you mentioned Ben, you mentioned Rasheed. You're not going to talk about Chauncey Billups? Yeah, that's the one. Chauncey, Rasheed. is he not in yet? No. No. Okay, okay. Wow, and I thought Chauncey was in. No, he even talked about how mad he was because AI got in, you know, easily, as he should. But he's like, you know, the he made the finals one time. I was a finals MVP. He did this with the Nuggets. I get there, and we take him to the conference finals. Why am I not in? I, I yeah. think uh, a big part of comparing yourself to AI is the imp- less of his numbers, more of the impact on the game. You know, as, as what we are talking about with the Jordan and LeBron, the impact, the brand, the overall... You know, when we Iverson talk, also has a regular season MVP. Like, yeah, yeah, he he carried out some stuff in yeah. Philly that I don't think he's necess- he's not necessarily saying that. Oh, the he doesn't belong in the Hall yeah. of Fame. He's, he's just, just saying I, I did comparable. this. Yeah, and, yeah. and agreed. I agree that Chauncey Billups should have went in before Ben Wallace. But I get the focusing on a defensive player, Robin. Uh, you know, that position, that that angle of a team is very important, especially in the postseason. So I get it. I'm just looking at. Rasheed Wallace and now Chauncey Billups not in. Big Shot Bob, a guy that that's like you know, there's punters in the Hall of Fame. There's a guy, Big Shot Bob is there's a guy that, a punter in the Hall yeah, of Fame, punter, and he was the greatest punter of all time. Well, to put some respect on Ray Guy's name, who who is a bigger Big Shot? I mean, obviously you got Kobe, Jordan, LeBron, but Big you, Shot you Bob. You can keep going. Don't yeah, no, yeah, so yeah, keep yeah. going. Who, who else <laughs> you want to throw in there? Who else you want to throw in there? Magic, not not really game. Larry Bird. I'd put probably a, a close to the top of that. Kyrie Irving, Dame Lillard, like <laughs> Dame for sure. Regular season, I you know he ended multiple playoff series with game winning shots <laughs> Dame, from like thirty five feet Dollar. away. Kawhi, like we we could go all day, but I, I get what you're Kawhi saying. A couple in the, times. In Ray the, Allen, yeah, Ray Allen, beautiful shooter, big shot at the end of the Heat game, obviously. But come on, big shot, Bob. That name for a reason. What eight, seven titles? Yeah, seven, seven titles, two different teams, three, three different. Title, so, or, Rockets, Spurs, Lakers, right? Yes, he did win one with the Lakers. He won a few with the Lakers, right? Yeah, wasn't he part of that three-peat? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Big shot, Bob. But yet, no Hall of Fame. But because regular season Bob <laughs> didn't quite but live we didn't, up. We didn't pick up big shot Bob for regular season. You pick up big shot Bob for the playoffs. Yeah, but you get into the Hall of Fame for regular season and playoff. Yeah, kind of. I mean, kinda, because Chris Paul is going to be in the in the Hall of Fame, and it's not going to be for the playoffs. Playoffs, it's not going to be for the playoffs. Listen, it, man, is he going to win a series this year? You have to. So what you have to do is you have to weight things differently, and the weight of what Chris Paul has done in a regular season carries over for his limitations he's <laughs> met in the playoffs. And then you, when you look at the weight of what Robert Ory did in the playoffs, it's not like he was leading teams. No, he was the fourth or fifth best player. Yeah, so like yeah, making, but he was taking that shot. But if, that's that's one thing. That's one thing. 
Like just it was enough to be on seven different championship teams and on that team for that one thing. He I was mean, on that team for the, that one thing. He got the, paid well for that one thing. But the back to back with the Rockets, he wasn't. He, he, you know, he was like fifth, sixth best player, and he didn't have to make any big he shots. He hit some big shots with the Rockets. Steve but, Smith and Robert Ory hit some big shots with the Rockets. I know we don't talk Steve Smith ever, but th- those were some big shots with the Rockets. But not like not well, like game Jordan winner. Like he, I'd have to look it up on game winner with the Rockets. But he's had some big shots in the Rockets jersey. He has some big shots in the Lakers jersey. He he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's been gone out of the league long enough that this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. If Ben Wallace is in the Hall of Fame, Robert Ory should be in the Hall of Fame. Rasheed Wallace should be in high consideration. Chauncey Billups should already be in the Hall of Fame. We got a fan from Toronto, the Raptors, a Canadian team, an extra team considered, considered with the U.S. teams here, got into the Hall of Fame. And I give him much props because I used to see him at every game. And because he had a turban or a kufi on, I recognize him at every game. But you're telling me he goes in before two guys who are in two of the biggest NBA markets in the world, New York and LA, Spike Lee and Jack Nicholson are not in the Hall of Fame. And you got this guy from Toronto who hopefully Frenchie can give me his name because I can't even remember his name right now. And I know who he is. That's your example right there of why he, he shouldn't should, be in that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, if of all, and I know people hate Spike because of his movies, because of his political views, because of his outspoken, all things, reasons why they hate LeBron. But Spike has rode or do, ride or die for his Knicks, no matter how bad they are. And they've been bad for a long time. And congrats to them for being in the playoffs this year. And I'm, I want to see them win a series. But Spike should have been the first fan ever in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Any disagreement there? Jack Nicholson, maybe. But Spike should have been a first fan in the Hall of Fame. We'll, we'll ask uh, Tavian Banks. He's joining us after... After the break, we're also going to open up these phone lines throughout the hour. 515-244-1350, 244-1350. Should Spike Lee be in the Hall of Fame? Should fans be in the Hall of Fame? Go deep. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. A long, long time ago, on the map, far, far away, Spike Lee was once on commercials with Michael Jordan. They called him Mars. Uh, a young man named Tavian Banks was in his late 30s at that time. I think this was uh, <laughs> 89, 90. <laughs> Tavian, uh, we had, Frenchie, give me the name again of the Toronto fan, Raptors fan, who uh, made it into the Hall of Fame. First ever fan to make it into the Hall of Fame. Nav Batia. Nav Batia. Mm. A, a fan, and you might recognize him if you ever watch basketball or sports at all, uh, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> Uh, but he was always on the sideline for Toronto games, Raptors games, even when Raptors were trash, and they're yep. still trash this year again. Uh, but um, so I, I get it, he, fanhood. He stood up. It was uh, he always had his turban or kufi on, so it was almost like he's representing for the uh, Islamic yep. community as well. Uh, so I get the impact he had, especially in Toronto, a very strong Islamic community. Uh, I get the impact that he had. But when you think the first ever fan in the NBA Hall of Fame, who comes to mind? Uh, for sure, it would be Jack Nicholson and or Spike Lee. Right. Sure. I mean, those are and and not not because of the names, the clouts, but right. because of the markets they're in, because yeah. of how their teams were, how mm-hmm. they roll with their teams when they're good, they're bad, and just how they were just known. You know, Mars on those commercials was talking trash to Jordan because yep. he was representing the Knicks with his Knicks hat cocked to the right. Yep. It you know where, where was this? Uh, give me the name again, Frenchie. Uh, Nav Batia. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly. Nav Batia. <laughs> to be fair, 
He was in Toronto, and no one cared about Toronto outside of Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady for about 20 years. And apparently the Hall of Fame as well. Well, uh, to be fair, he yeah, missed. I think I think they missed on this one. Now, I mean, you know, great that he got in and stuff like that, but meaning like the first one, first ever, should should have been one of those, you know, Jack, you know, or uh, um, Spike Lee, yeah. or uh, uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name Jack right now. Nicholson. Jack, <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. There we go. <laughs> Red Rum. So <laughs> I actually did look up a little bit about him. He has been at ever, obviously not this past year because they've had to play in Tampa Bay, but he has been at every Toronto home game since the Dome opened 25 years ago. Mm. He went to every single home game. So yeah. he was rich when they started. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> if you're if you're a super fan and you want to prove it, you've got to go to Tampa. Like, if he had gone to Tampa yeah. and he was the first one in, and I would have been like, yeah, he deserves the Hall of Fame I and for going he, to Tampa. Yeah, I haven't seen so anything that says he hasn't. Yeah, That's well, my thing. And, and, and I could see if the games were in Alaska, but, I mean, I'd be like, yeah, it's Winterbird. I'm headed to Florida for the— So I mean, maybe, he's maybe also, he like, 70 and, you know, global pandemic, Yeah, well, elderly, not, you know— According, to, a, according to our governor, the pandemic— Ended last night. Yeah, put yeah. Drake in if that's the case. Drake yeah. was in the game last night. <laughs> right. Drake will be in the Hall of Fame for the NBA, unfortunately. But the he elderly. It's not. How, how old is Spike Lee and Jack Nicholson? Right. That's, they got yeah. to be older than him. Seventies pushing seventy. Spike got to be sixties. Yeah, but he doesn't have to travel cross country to go but to he, home games. But he does, <laughs> and he would. Spike Lee is actually so old. He's reached that point in his career where he, every time he comes out in public, he looks like one of my aunts. Yeah, <laughs> Auntie, that, that reminds me of Cam Auntie Newton. Spike. I yeah. was going to say he does kind of look like a homeless woman anymore. <laughs> yeah, so does Cam Newton, but they got money, and that's what it takes to be that fan. But so we, uh, speaking of Hall of Fame, Tavian, we got we got uh, Ben Wallace who was inducted into the Hall of Fame this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, good for him. The first, unfortunately, the first of many talented players on that Detroit Pistons team from uh, 01 to 07, yep. I believe. Uh, so they got a championship. But uh, my qualm is, and I, I believe that Ben should be in there, especially with his defensive prowess and defensive player of the year and uh, you know impact he had in, in the lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rashid Wallace is not in there. He's been out of the game a little longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Big Shot Bob. I know Roddy, uh, Robert Ory was a journeyman, and he was only on teams for one specific reason. But seven rings, my dude. Yeah. Do, do rings still matter when it comes to the Hall of Fame, or is it just uh, overall impact? Well, I, I, I think it's probably the body of work. Um, yes, you you would want to get rings, um, but Big Shot Bob, I definitely, you know, he he played a long time and he played on significant roles in a lot of championships. You know, a lot of a lot of those teams wouldn't have won if he wasn't on the team. So yeah, he, he, he definitely for should that be reason. in the Hall of Fame. If I told you uh, one player had four rings and one Finals MVP, uh, and the other player who played two less seasons, uh, five less playoff series played, um, had eleven All Star games compared to the other players six, but no rings and one playoff series win. So we go. We're going four rings and an MVP. And one of no one of only five players with over ten thousand career assists. Would you Would you take uh, ten thousand career assists or four rings? I don't know. Again, it's just the body of work. It's, it's who it is, and, and, and so you know, are you going to take playing with Tim Duncan with, and Greg yeah, Popovich, yeah. or he, yeah. this is the four rings in the Finals MVP is Tony Parker. Mm-hmm. The one playoff series win, ten thousand assists, is Chris Paul. Mm. You know, Chris Paul. I love if it was a pickup game and I had to choose between Tony Parker, or Chris Paul. I'm taking Chris Paul every time. Yeah. But overall impact, all time list. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm putting Chris Paul behind John Stockton and and, and and Tony Parker. And Tony Parker only because of the rings and the finals MVP. Uh, but one playoff series win for Chris Paul 
mm-hmm. he's not he's not going to win against the Lakers. He, he's got the Lakers. He's got LeBron coming to town. Let me ask you right. this: If you swap their positions, if you put Chris Paul in San Antonio when uh, Tony Parker is there, you put Tony Parker in New Orleans when Chris Paul comes to the league, do you think it still plays out the same, or do you think? I think Chris Paul has some rings, so yes, that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Paul should have got a ring and in, in, uh, with the Clippers, though. Uh, and, well, yeah, and, but I also think that Tony Parker wouldn't have the career that he has had if he wasn't with. Oh, Tony right. Parker would have flamed out of the league if he had to play in. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they picked him up from France, man, just like Kobe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Tony Parker, Finals MVP, that says something. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, the but best I mean, player you, in one one you, series. One series. Well, but you, Chris you can, Paul can't even get to that series. You can do that when you have a, a machine that you know, like San Antonio was doing back then. Right. You know what I mean? So, he, he, I mean, he, he and don't get me wrong, Tony Parker's a great, great player and stuff like that. But again, like uh, the forces were with him, you know, for all that to align for him to to win MVP and stuff too. So when they look back and say four rings or leading and all the stats, which which you that's not you what they're gonna have? say. They're gonna say Tony <laughs> Parker or Chris Paul, and we all know what the answer is. <laughs> but even even if I'm a bench player, I take those four rings. I think. I think. Yes, but that's exactly it. A bench player can win four rings very easily. Yeah. You got to mm-hmm. still be on that right team. Bench players still got to make an impact. For Adam the most Morrison part. has more rings than, than, than Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. <laughs> Luke Walton has more rings than Chris okay, Paul. You know yes, what? Here, yes. Ta- Tavion, uh, Dante Powell here, uh, local comedian. Mm-hmm. I-, I got a question for you, my man. Yes. We've been seeing Kwame Brown go after Ooh. some of his old teammates. <laughs> which, All the smoke. <laughs> which one of your teammates? from college, pros, wherever, would be most likely to uh, to, to do so, this sort of thing? Like, who would you want to go into battle with you if you had to pick an ex-teammate? Dark oh, Island, that, you got one person. That, that, w- that I would want to go to battle with? No, like, with, uh, you on know, your side. Like, like, yeah, going on my like, side? Going yeah, to battle with you. With. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I had a lot of teammates I would, I would go to battle with. The Vries? No, not the Vries. A lot of teammates. It, it looks like that Brunswick, Georgia is coming out of Kwame now that we've never seen before. Yep. And I, know, I just have a feeling that you being from Iowa, ending up in Jacksonville, yep. you've gone along and seen some stuff, and I'm sure you've had a teammate at some point where you've gone, oh, you can't mess with him. <laughs> oh, for sure. There's, there's a lot of them. I mean, and not, I tell the people all the time, I'm lucky that we do sometimes have professional sports because some of these guys, <laughs> if they weren't playing, we know a problem. Yep. So you you okay? You're telling me that OJ? No, I'm, I'm just no, no no no. I'm talking about something else. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you, you are familiar with the Kwame Brown and everything? Yes. Uh, yep. Dante, wow. if, if, Dante, if you can fill in kind of a listener on what happened with Kwame Brown and who he's kind of talking with with all the smoke. Uh, Kwame Brown was mentioned by Gilbert Arenas on the All the Smoke podcast, which uh, that podcast is hosted by Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. Which that's uh, a crazy pair to start out with. It, with with tough a, guys for sure. T- tough guys for sure, but they. Uh, Kwame Brown came up, and Kwame, who has for the past 20 years been mocked as the biggest bust in NBA history, apparently has gotten tired of it and decided <laughs> to speak out against it. And so he did, and he's been making these videos, and he's mm-hmm. apparently been doing them for about a year now, but he wanted the smoke, and he brought it to Steven Jackson. He brought it to mm-hmm. Matt Barnes. He brought it to Gilbert Arenas, and one of the jokes they made was that uh, on the night that Kobe scored 81, him and Kwame combined for 82 points, <laughs> which I get the joke. But uh, Kwame countered by saying, you guys should look at all the screens he set. So 
that's that's an important distinction to make. I want Kwame, if he ever hears this, to understand that I am on his side. <laughs> I don't want none of that smoke. That's Tariq and Tavion. I don't know. Frenchie, y'all deal with that how y'all want to. Tavian's an old man. He don't want that smoke. Tavian don't no. want the smoke either. Tavian, you might have to call some of those teammates I asked you about <laughs> <Right>? earlier. <laughs> Kwame's been getting this this backlash for, you know, since Jordan said his name or since the since the team said his name. So you know, obviously it's built up, but he's always been a tough guy. You know, I don't, I don't think, and he said he called him out by names. You know, Jack, yeah. you know me, Jack, you know I want oh, yeah. the smoke. You know, yeah. and and Gilbert Arenas is no, no punk either. I mean, he got caught twice bringing guns to the locker room. Yeah, maybe, but that's, <laughs> but maybe that's because he that's is a punk. punk. Yeah, that is the punk. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It sounds like Kwame wants to fight him with his hands, yeah, like right, his yeah. literal fists. And Matt yeah. Barnes, you know, who got uh, light skin syndrome, always want to be tougher than he is. Uh, you know, I thought he was going to fire back. <laughs> Sorry to the light skins out there, but <laughs> but I thought he was going to fire back, and they didn't want the smoke. And it, it, it's it's such a beautiful controversy because of the name of the show. Uh, and because of these tough guys on there. But, man, I love – I mean, I would love to have a piece of Kwame on this show and just hear him out. <laughs> hear him out. Yeah, it's it's a tough deal, you know. Um, I don't I don't like the back and forth going and banter. I mean, like, like these guys are old, too. I <laughs> got kids and all that type of stuff. You know, yep. you, you, know <laughs> kids you don't need videos. to be – You don't need to be keep airing stuff and, and going back and forth, you know, uh, putting, you know, I, I would say us against each other in, in a sense, too. So uh, yeah, it doesn't yeah, need to be yep. violent like that at all. Yep, um, black I, I get black it. needs to stop. <laughs> uh, but did, I, hope, did you I have, hope they do get to sit down and just hash it out like in, in person. You or, know, like, or, at least, like, or at least have Jake Paul sign up a, a match. You know, like I, I would like I to know, see it play this, out. Honestly. This dude going to fight everybody. Damn <laughs> <laughs> Jake Paul. He's going to swing at the ref. <laughs> uh, uh, did you ever have beef with uh, a certain player on your team or no, another team you, that you, you never had later? like beef like that. You know what I mean? Like you, you got in like arguments or whatever case, like meaning in practice or something like that, but it was always squashed. Even you know what I mean? Because uh, you, you, everybody, teams. you know, like in football, we have one, one. Well, in most sports stuff, you have a goal to obtain and stuff. And and yes, you don't, you know, necessarily like all your teammates and stuff. Especially in football, you got like a hundred plus, you know, bodies and and kids out there, or or men or whatever case too. So um, you're not not always going to get along with everybody. But again, like everybody had like the same goal, so you're not going to just you know throw all that stuff away just because you don't you know you dislike what. Johnny said yesterday to you. Ooh, you know I got. <laughs> I have a question then, and I, I I want you to put a name on this if you can. Mm-hmm. Who? Because I I like learned about you after I moved to Iowa here. Who is the player that either in practice or in the pros or on another team you lined up in your spot and you looked across the line of scrimmage and you said, "Oh crap, I got to deal with them today." Like, oh, Ray Lewis. Uh, no, well, Ray was one of them, um, but I would say Javon Kirkland. Oh man, that's a great Steelers. name. Oh yeah. man, I thought he was gonna say Curse. Javon I thought he was gonna say Pat Tillman. <laughs> no, because no, I mean, because you know, like me being a running back, you had to also like block or whatever, whatever yeah. the case, like linebackers and you stuff. You didn't block. Oh, he yeah. was a scat. Back. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. The last time you, you know, what I mean? but Javon Kirkland was him. like, you know, I, I forget what he was. He was probably like six three two. 80, yeah. something, somewhere around there. And, you, you know, back hill. then I was only 200 pounds and stuff like that. So Five, six. He was 6'1, 276. Ooh. Yes, Ooh. there we go. Six, there we go. Solid. Six, but, he, but he looked like 6'5. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
there. You five six one ninety seven. Just, just, just <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Uh, and and oh, you, you hear man. Frenchie over here firing shots with Pat Tillman. Uh, lit you up for. <laughs> you thought you was gonna name Pat Tillman there. Yeah. That dude, that dude was a hitter. Like, yeah, he was. He was a good tackler. Tavian learned in the uh, in the bowl game. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember he hearing good. about that. He, he didn't want to talk about those stats. Uh, let's get on to this uh, bank on a statement. I want to talk uh, uh, NBA. Frenchie, yep. do the honor, sir. They may not catch him. Tavian Banks on the second play from scrimmage inside the 20. Forget about it. Touchdown, Iowa. Money. It's time for Bank on It with former Iowa Hawkeye great Tavian Banks. Tavian, I'm going to go ahead and assume you didn't watch basketball last night, but you might have saw some highlights. LeBron with a big shot to beat Frenchie's Warriors. You catch that? Uh, no, I didn't watch the game. I saw the highlight, though. See, yeah. I was right to assume. <laughs> right to assume. I'm always right. Uh, so here's my first question, and it's going to be paired with the opposite side. Uh, in your head, who wins the NBA West this year? <sighs> God, NBA West. And obviously, we still have a playing game with Grizzlies and uh, right. the Warriors, but you know, I don't know if you see any of them winning it in the West. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with Denver. Denver coming out of Djokovic, who I think is the MVP yep. this year, the most consistent. Yep. Jokic. Jokic. I'm just going to go with Denver Jokic. just because Jokic. I think it's their, they got the best record, don't they? Or something like that? Uh, Jazz has the best record. Oh, Jazz. They're number okay. three. Denver's number mm-hmm. three. But, I mean, they yep. lost their, I thought, best player in Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the MVP has carried them consistently with like 25, 10, and 10 mm-hmm. uh, since the guys went down. So, I, that's not a bad pick. And yep. it wouldn't be a sleeper pick. Good good odds on that out yeah. right now. Uh, so, go. if you got Denver coming out of West, who you got coming out of East? Gosh, don't forget where I, I'm from, son. I, no. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I mean, I, I just don't see how people are going to beat them in a seven-game series. Be Brooklyn for sure. Ah, you really not even with a big body like Embiid or Bam out of days, Gio. I don't know. I, I haven't seen Embiid and them do anything in the playoffs. Oh, ever. oh, excuse me, <laughs> squeeze me. Uh, besides Kawhi hitting that heartbreaking, heartbreaking shot. Uh, yep. we, we made some runs, but now we got Doc Rivers. We play defense. Ben Simmons okay. all over. I mean, who's going to guard LeBron besides Ben Simmons? I don't know. I don't <laughs> uh, know, so man. You got he, Nets he's and doing Denver. well, though. So, so wait, I just want to. You talk so highly about Doc Rivers, yet we'll bring. <laughs> Dirt and smear to Chris Paul's name. Who was the not, coach when they couldn't win those series? I would not bring <laughs> dirt to Chris Paul's name. I'm just saying, ranking wise, and at all time, he was lower than the other two people I mentioned. So I, you're bringing I, I dirt think, and smear to Chris Paul's I say, name. If we were lined up picking teams, I would always pick Chris Paul first. But when mm-hmm. it comes to taking a team deep into the playoffs, I haven't seen Chris so Paul basically doing you're saying it. If you're building an NBA franchise, you'd I'd rather, rather have, have Tony Stockton pa- than Paul. I'd rather, uh, I don't know. If, I think all time. List, I think Parker is higher than Paul. I don't know if I'd rather have if I'm the Yeah, I think so. Tavion, we, we've been dealing with this for months now. And, no, and it doesn't no. it doesn't matter. No. I, I'm sorry you got put on New Orleans and couldn't play and they stopped you from going to Lakers because the league didn't want it to happen. But four rings. No. Four I mean, rings and one finals just, MVP. Just think how many rings they would have had if they had, had Chris Paul. We've yeah, tried that argument. Had, it no, doesn't work. But they didn't. None of this works. Just think mm. if Dan Marino was on a different team. Don't you work with children every day, Tavion? <laughs> yes. Just imagine that, but with this, trying to make this make I work sense. with a child every Thursday. <laughs> That's all this is. First of all, I was corrected on episode one that it's Tavian, not Tavion. Okay. Oh, Tavian. Sorry. Look at That's that. Black right, people always try to make it like a fancy car, man. In, in fairness to me, I'm like from French. Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> he, thought was, he thought it was that water. Are you sure it's not Louisiana? Yeah. Tavion. Yeah. See, that's, I thought you were like that fancy my, water. Tavion. My family calls Evian. me Dante. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Black people yeah, always try to make you sound like a Mercedes or something. Right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't afford a Mercedes, so she called daughter Benz or so, whatever that word. Sorry about that, Tate. Uh, so, no, so, uh, so how you see it right now, you got Denver winning the West and Nets winning the East. Therefore, I'm assuming you got the Nets winning it all. Mm, yes. But, I'm going uh, to oh, say oh, yes. What, what's that? So, so mm. no one in the East can keep up with uh, with uh, the Nets and a seven-game series, but you're not sure if Denver can lose to the Nets, or you're not sure if Nets can beat the Denver Nuggets? Uh, well, uh, well, I, I think so. But, I mean, like, the West is, is obviously tougher and stuff like that. We'll, yeah. we'll have to see how the East comes out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've, they've been playing a tougher schedule in the West all the time. I think I think we're my Sixers are ready for it. The Nets, I, I, I don't think they have a big body. So I think uh, Miami or Philly is going to body up the Nets a little bit. Mm. Uh, but if the Nets do go to NBA Finals and win, who is the Finals MVP for the Nets? Is it Harden Ooh. or KD? I, and I'm not even saying Kawhi Ka- Ka- or uh, Kyrie, Kyrie because he might take two days off for right? personal reasons. <laughs> this dude <laughs> <laughs> always gone doing uh, something. Always I don't even know how that's just. I mean, they just allow it all the time too. It's just yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. When you're a superstar, you do you, you wouldn't know anything uh, about that. But when you're a superstar on a team, <laughs> you, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Basketball carries a little more weight than soccer. <laughs> three time, three time, three time Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Iowa. Only in Iowa, but still three times. Would have been four. Would have been four. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> See Dante listens would have been four there we go if you didn't get injured would have had a great nba career would have been a hall of famer would have been if chris paul would have been on another team he would have had four championships (laughs) we appreciate you joining us weekly man we'll talk to you next week i'm off to vegas man so i'll I'll, I'll, uh, go tell your other kids and wife out there hello for you (laughs) your wife's not listening it's fine my my name is deontay Deontay. (laughs) tavion deontay Okay. Appreciate you, man. You have a good weekend. Y'all. Have a great trip, man. <laughs> Tavian Banks, former Hawkeye, great NFL scat back. Man, if Tavian would have just, those injuries held him back. We'd be talking to a Hall of Famer right now. Can you imagine if, if Fred Taylor didn't get drafted before him and the injuries didn't set in? Tavian could, Tavian could have been running in France right now, living in the Alps. He could have been a run-on back. <laughs> run-on back. Wow, guys. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We give that guy a lot, of, a lot of mess. I'm glad he takes it. I'm glad he's not like Kwame. Kwame would be at the studio right now at our front desk with julie no that's not her name Lori. there we go i'm horrible with names uh we gotta take a quick break go deep tavian banks former uh nfl scat back we got dante powell comedian in the house joining us we're gonna get to that big o segment right after this go deep Dante Powell trying to give us visuals of uh, him wearing 4X shirts from Raygun. Shout out to Raygun. Always got classy shirts. They got the I Am Not Tony Hawk shirt that you might see Dante pimping out at the Dew Tour today. Uh, if you hit, make it to the Dew Tour, look for a big black guy and a I Am Not Tony Hawk shirt that looks like a uh, tube top, as in Ezekiel Elliott, I believe the name he brought up. Yes. I don't yes. I don't like that visual at all. So we're going to jump back into the show. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek, joined here with my producer, Frenchie. And uh, comedian, he called himself local comedian, national comedian Dante Powell joining us. He was recognized at the front desk when we walked in, and I was shocked, baffled. Didn't know we had famous people on this show like that. I'm out here, man. Like, I try to stay humble. I don't want people <laughs> thinking I'm too big for my bridges. You're humble so like I'm, Bryce. Yeah. Like, we had, Bryce was humble last week. You're you're that level of humble, huh? I'm trying to reach her level of uh, <laughs> personal. Euphoria. Yeah, or personal happiness. Drug intake. I don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, Dutor is in... <laughs> 
<laughs> brand new skate park, Lorison, Lorison Skate Park, 88,000 square feet, uh, the biggest in the country and the only national uh, Olympic qualifier in the country going down right now. Qualifiers happening right now, going through Sunday. I take off to Vegas in about two hours, three hours uh, and uh, hopefully return Sunday evening to catch the finals of the Dew Tour and Party Hard with Sean Malto. And uh, if Bryce has a fake ID, she can join us as well. I know Frenchie's not allowed to party anymore. He's married, but Dante would probably be there. Uh, we got plenty of topics to talk about in the second hour. We'll have Dante's Big O segment coming up in the second hour along with Frenchie's D3 and 3. Uh, we'll continue to open up the phone lines as well. 515-244-1350, 244-1350. Shout out to Tavian Banks coming through. Uh, no matter how much we beat him down, he seems to just keep getting back up. Uh, I think even Dante threw shots at him this past segment. That's not true. Yeah, I was that. nothing but <laughs> nothing but nice. <laughs> Dante and then Frenchie talking about Pat Tillman taking him out, you know, just bringing up bad games. He didn't want to talk about that game last week, and Frenchie had to throw it up again. Uh, but he did He did name. Uh, keep bringing it up until he talks about yeah, it. Yep. Well, we need to bring up highlights and put it on our fa- social media. Uh, speaking of social media, where can they find us online, Frenchie? Uh, find us at uh, Go Deep Radio and Twitter. You can search uh, Go Deep on 1350 ESPN. Find us on Facebook. We are at the Go Deep podcast on Spotify and Podbean as well. Yep. So if you catch, if you missed any show, uh, be sure to check us out on Podbean or Spotify or our Facebook post and uh, Twitter page. We'll have the link as well. Uh, we're almost at the end of season one. I believe we have one or two more episodes after this. Then we'll take about a month break and jump back into it. Uh, that was private information. So you consider yourself first to know. Frenchie didn't even know that. Nope, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that may be how things go. Uh, I'm excited to uh, take a break, regroup, and get back to season two with some great guests. Got some uh, some hip-hop artists who will be coming to Des Moines who have not been announced yet uh, for this fall. Yeah, uh, not quite Drake. I wish. Maybe Drake. the maybe the Drake, Drake. Bulldogs. <laughs> Drake. We're, gonna, we're gonna get we're gonna get the little bulldog on. <laughs> okay. We'll have Coast DeVries back uh, coming up this summer, so I'm excited for that. Uh, Caitlin Clark, we've had, we've had some great guests in season one. I I mean to list off, Caitlin Clark was awesome. Congrats to her for making the U.S. Women's Team. Yes, I saw that yes. on Twitter. It, it makes you because you know we have that relation now. It makes you want to watch because I'd watch the uh, I re- wouldn't really watch the qualifiers for the women's national teams, uh, but obviously in the Olympics you watch it. Uh, but now I want to watch the qualifiers. Now I want to watch for homegirl from the UConn. You know, I, I've always wanted to watch because I'm brave and I support women. Yes, I. Hey, you got to just respect women. We got to listen to women. Dante, that was Dante's voice who you heard on that promo. Uh, but I love the WNBA for Sabrina to come out on her first game and hit that shot. Ooh, she just became the youngest. <laughs> yeah, she just became the youngest WNBA player in history with the triple double as well. Yeah. Ah, yeah. man, and and this is just her what two games in. Three games in? She played last year, too. She was a rookie last year, but... Oh, man. I forgot we had a WNBA season last year. See? Yep. See? Yeah, they had the entire season in the bubble. See, no one ever remembers this, but... I, that, well, yeah, they, I, and only yeah. reason I remember that is because there was two ladies who... There was controversy because they wanted to bring their kids to the bubble with them. And, Correct. You know, which is bring your family. I think the guys should be able to do that as well, but I, I get it. It's a bubble, and it's a bubble for a reason. Uh, but WNBA is coming out loud, man. Sabrina is, is beasting. Uh, you got a couple big players on new teams. So, uh, and unfortunately, on most of the Vegas apps, we can't bet on WNBA right now. We can't bet on any women's sports, not even college. Man, uh, it, so it's it's still just weird to me seeing Candace Parker in a jersey outside of man, the Sparks. It's weird to me seeing yeah. Candace Parker next to other players. I just always forget how much of a phenomenon and size she is, and how she can do everything. Uh, and, and she's going to be, she's going to make an impact on that team. Some people are calling her old. She's going to make an impact this season on that team, and they're going to be a playoff team. 
Uh, so uh, we, we'll, we'll get into all this on the second hour, uh, along with due tour talk, NBA, some NFL. As uh, Frenchie mentioned earlier, Tebow officially signed his one-year contract. I'm pretty sure he signed it a week and a half ago when I broke the news. But hey, let's <laughs> listen to uh, the other professionals out there. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break and uh, our number two in the Big O segment on the way. Dante Powell, comedian, local comedian, national comedian. Go deep. 1350 ESPN. You walked in my life at 2 a.m. He's going to go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns. Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Go deep. Let's never forget that the uh, whisperer saying, go deep. Is Frenchie's mom. However you want to picture that, use that, use it to the finest, put it in your dreams, but please don't. That's Frenchie's mom. <laughs> any, uh, any other voice in the world, mom, mom handled it for us. So we appreciate Frenchie's mom, Mrs. French. Uh, welcome to hour two, go deep 1350 ESPN broadcasting live from the horizon event center studios. Joined here with national comedian, Dante Powell and local celebrity, Dante Powell and uh, the best <laughs> producer in the game, Frenchie. And I'm your host, Tyreek. Uh, as Frenchie mentioned in the first hour, Tebow officially signed his one-year contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll report to OTAs. I don't know if you noticed, but my Eagles had a meeting. The new coach had a meeting with the veterans, and they decided not to have minicamp, uh, which is a great move, not for the pandemic or anything, but a great way to own, build the trust of your veterans, in my opinion. If your veterans say something as small as, let's not have minicamp, and you can get away with not having it, the team buys into it. And uh, I'm buying into it as a fan. So I'm looking, I'm excited to see what our new coach is going to do. I, I, I'm no expectations right now, but I did put a lot of money on the, the Eagles to uh, come out of the NFC West and or NFC East and uh, make a nice little run in the playoffs. Uh, so we'll talk a little NFL later this hour. Uh, Jake Paul has signed a deal with Showtime. <sighs> Jake Paul still getting rich. I, I don't it, know. It happens, man. Mayweather on a Sunday in Miami. Jake Paul, or as I call him, Fight Kardashian. No, yes. All right. That's his nickname. He, he made money off of YouTube, and he's taking it to the next level. You got to respect the hustle. Uh, he's definitely making somewhat of a mockery of boxing, and I'm a big boxing fan, but I don't see it so much as a mockery. I see it more as a WWE version of boxing. Uh, MMA has this as well. Um, so I, I'm not totally upset about it. Um, I did think Nate Robinson was going to put hands on him. <laughs> Man, you got that one wrong. You got that one I, way I did, wrong. I did think going into this, like I've gained respect for Jake Paul but and Logan Paul, but I, I still kind of hate him even more. Uh, but going into that, initially, I was I was excited to watch that fight because I'm like, all right, scrappy Nate Robinson, who gets on my nerves sometimes, and someone who needs has to knock him out. zero reach and zero yes. weight. And especially yeah. compared to the fight he was going against. But I at least want, you know, two people that get on my nerves sometimes, but I love Nate Robinson as a player. I hated his attitude sometimes and him outside of the court. Just that short man syndrome just went a little too far sometimes. But I wanted to see him lay hands a little bit on the Paul brother. Well, but and, and vice versa. I wanted to see him get hit too. But man, that meme killed it. But like, I don't want to be the guy that just comes in here and only talks about athletes fighting. But who is the NBA player you think would have dusted him up fairly quickly and easily? Like who, if you could pick someone. Current day or any day? Uh, let's do current day just to keep it fun. Tough NBA player to get in the ring who has young enough to have the cinema and fight with uh, Jake Paul or Logan Paul. Um, 
there's probably a couple out there. I You're mean, overthinking this. I was just gonna say Draymond. That's who I was thinking. I was, too. I was just. I'm just gonna throw Draymond in there and he'll figure it out. I think also, Dray- Jimmy Butler. I can see Butler. Ooh, Ooh, that's see, a great see, one. <laughs> Draymond, I think, would want the smoke. Jimmy Butler, I think, would actually have the hands. Draymond, I think, yeah. could fight. I think Draymond could get knocked out by one of the Paul brothers. And I'm sorry to say that, Draymond. Draymond, to me, has had one of the worst seasons of his career. And I hate it because Draymond talks a lot. I mean, he also averaged like nine assists a game. Yeah. Was What did he have last night? Two assists, four rebounds. Yeah, he had a bad game. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't but he had a bad <laughs> season. If you can look up his season, look up the season stats and see where it ranks. Look at the rest of his season. He had a bad season. And I'm going to go to say that he probably had one of the worst seasons expected as far as expectations he had one of the worst seasons this season especially when clay goes down this is the year where he's supposed to be averaging 15 to 20 rebounds and eight to eight to 12 assists i think a good way to come out of that would be to beat up one of those paul brothers yes i i do think jimmy butler would have i mean draymond's got more weight but i think jimmy butler is more of the hands draymond's more of the mouth so seven points per game which has been about average for him the last three seasons okay nine assists a game Easily a career high, and seven point one rebounds, which has been pretty consistent for the last four years. Really, Ugh, yeah. it just looks like he does twenty seven percent from three, which again he hasn't shot he above thirty since he eighteen. Be, he shouldn't be the ugliest shot in the league. Yeah. He also has shot from the field better than he has since twenty eighteen, which was his last All Star year. He also had to cover for everyone defensively this season. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's where he kind of lacked too defense as well. But I disagree. I, He's the quarterback on that defense, and if you he's wa- quarterback on that team, sometimes. But you if know. you watch him on the floor directing everyone, that man is a great defensive. That was player. the one thing he did yesterday offensively. He directed for a while. He was running the offense. He was directing where things were happening. He was putting Steph in places or getting Steph the ball in the right place. I I do think, and I didn't think they had a chance of of beating the Lakers unless Curry went off for you know. And Curry did go off last night, but unless Curry went off for 50 points, they were a lot closer than I thought they were going to be last night. Uh, but do, I do think if they had Wiseman, they would steamroll Memphis and actually have a good run in this playoff run. Yeah, I don't uh, think they're going to have a good run unless thir- Curry comes out with 40, 40, at least two, three games a series. So, yeah, last night he only had two points, but eight assists, nine rebounds, and three blocks, three steals. Three blocks, three steals. Okay, that's that's a good game. Yeah, I, he, I just think he had a down season. I think he should have uh, – I felt like he should have been more of a presence – uh, on the defensive side and board side, just with Clay down, Curry shooting a lot of shots, a lot of shots. No, lot of he, shots. Had, he had honestly, I think he had a very good season offensively because he's and, not a scorer. He's never been a scorer. He's not there to be a scorer. He's been there to be a tough guy, defensive player, and and run the office sometimes. The the assists matter for Draymond, and that's what he and, did this year. I yeah. I don't think he had a bad season I, at all. I think he. You know, I don't know. Well. We'll look I, I out, think that season looks a lot better if Clay and Wiseman are there and they win a bunch of games. We look at it and go, oh, look at all the stuff he did. He was active well, everywhere. I mean, you didn't think they'd even make the playoffs. I mean, they're still not in the playoffs. Yeah, they made a playoff game. Yeah, don't get cocky, man. They, I mean, I did say Harden leaving the West would give the Warriors an opportunity to make the playoffs. What do they have right now? An opportunity to make the playoffs. Thank you for being right again, Tyreek. <laughs> Wrong on everything else, right on that. I did pick the Buccaneers as well. Let's keep bringing up everything I did pick right. And then we'll keep bringing up Chris Paul for everything you pick wrong. Ah, uh, well, four rings, bro. Four rings. So if if we have, if it was a little more even, we got Marino and Elway. Marino probably has better numbers, but similar. But Elway has two rings. Do you automatically have to take Elway because of the rings? I think so, but I would say Marino's a better qu- I'd rather, if I was picking a, but, but a team... But both those guys are arguably top five quarterbacks. Yeah. Chris <laughs> Paul is a top five point guard. Tony Parker's maybe top 15. Four rings, final MVP. Four rings. This man. Nate. 
I'm I'm not even. I can't wait. I'm not. For, I, I'm, I'm so not doing this rings. anymore. I'm so excited rings. for this break. I'm how, not doing this in person. How many <laughs> How many rings you got? How many rings you got? One. The one that's important. LeBron's got five. Four. Tony Parker's got four. Yeah, just saying. Tony Parker was arguably at times the third best player on those championship. Teams. Adam Morrison has more. I'm going to keep saying that has more rings than than Chris Paul. That's a shame. That That's is shame. how easy it is to win a ring and not. Ooh. Are we talking right, James Jones to the Hall of Fame? Then he has three rings and went to eight straight NBA Finals. That's right? Yeah. James Jones wasn't the key point guard on that team. Chalmers, Mario Chalmers. Mario so, Chalmers. so is Mario Chalmers <laughs> need to go to the Hall of Fame? He's got a pair of no, rings. Is he better than Chris Paul? No, negative. And the overall talk, they would never mention Chalmers. Overall talk, Parker mm. might come up in there. Might. <laughs> might come up might. in there. Might. That's a big word right there. Four Full rings, b- one finals MVP. I don't even, I'm not, because, so Chauncey Billups, better or worse than Chris Paul? Uh, Chris Paul is way better than Chauncey Billups, but overall, overall, I'm, Chauncey I'm, Billups. Overall, Chauncey oh Billups. God, is this building tall enough for me to jump off of? <laughs> Overall, if, you, if you land head first, probably okay. That's, uh, <laughs> Chauncey, Billups, Chauncey Billups led a team through the playoffs to a championship. Chris Paul hasn't been able to lead a team through the playoffs. You literally just made the case that he led five Hall of Famers to a championship earlier. Who, uh, and Chris, Billups? Yeah, and Chris Paul has never had that kind of help. That yeah, he hasn't had the help, but he had some. He had a he had great teams in Los Angeles. He had one that one time. Jamal Crawford, two big men, and uh, Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan became useless in the playoffs in late game situations. That's Blake Griffin, DeAndre prob- that's Blake Griffin prob- couldn't stay healthy. Jamal Crawford was inconsistent at best. Hey, it was great position players and a great all star in Chris Paul with a great coach in Detroit. Great position players. I don't know who their all-star was at the time. Tayshaw Prince, Rip, Paul, Rip Hamilton. They had a few. Yeah, all of those I mean, guys were making all-star teams. Like, yeah. Uh, Rashid, unfortunately, never made an all-star team, which is robbery. Robbery. Rashid was a four-time all-star. I thought Ben Wallace was four-time. I'm pretty no, sure it, they both were. Yeah. Rashid just had, like, one stretch. Where I think he made, like, two one, couple years. Then. I was looking at stats this morning. I thought Ben, and that's, that was where I was like, okay, I get it. If, if Rashid didn't have any all-star games, but that is robbery if – yeah, All Star Game in 2000, 99, 2000, 2000, 2001, 2005, 06, and 07, 08. Four time so, All Star. So was it uh, Ben Wallace who had zero? Nope, they both were four time All Stars. Yeah. 04? Yeah, Ben Wallace was an All Star every year from 2002 to 2006. Crazy. Maybe Never averaged pass. more than 10 a game. He was DeAndre well, Jordan before DeAndre Jordan. Well, Robin, come on. Draymond Green and Robin. Robin made that. You know, you don't need points. Anytime Robin shot, it was like, whoa, whoa, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You're not here for that. It, ben was a way more undersized, though, and, and what he was able to do to centers was... Oh, yeah, he was a, I, he I still was a think, power forward. I think his impact on that, that finals where they beat the Lakers is undervalued as one of the greatest performances ever because he was handling Shaq, and they just let Kobe shoot the Lakers out of that, that series. And... If they had if they had tried to make Shaq the focal point and feel it told Kobe, no, we're running this through Shaq, yeah, they would have beat them. But yeah. And I, I think a big part of that, as we mentioned earlier, I think a big part of Kobe's legs and lack of scoring, like those that series was Rip Hamilton. Rip Hamilton chasing him around and then him chasing Rip Hamilton around screens, baseline screens, baseline screens, to the middle, baseline screen. It it, it wears on you. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Shaq should have been the dominant force in that series. I don't care who who was in there. Rashid, Ben, 
Shaq was the dominant force and he was still in his prime then. And he showed that when he went to Miami. Uh, we're going to get to uh, Frenchie's D3 and 3 here. Probably maybe about 20 minutes. I want to do the Big O segment first. You ready for that after the break, Dante? Yeah, man. All right, Big O coming after the break. I'm going to see uh, plenty of Big O's when I get to Vegas, but that's a whole different story. Go deep. You're tuned in to Go Deep on 1350 ESPN. Texans, Houston Texans signed yet another quarterback, Driscoll, joining the Texans group for a one-year deal. Texans and the Packers seem to be stocking up on quarterbacks. I know the Packers had to get some backups in there, but uh, Jordan Love is not moving up the depth chart. He's not even in number two right now, uh, which tells me my suspicions that I had about three weeks ago is they don't believe in that dude at all. Uh, and so they're... Uh, for, as Frenchie says, Blake Bortles may be the savior. I'm a stubborn dude. So if I made that move to piss off Rodgers, my fan base, and everyone else and possibly ruin the chemistry and my my team by moving up to pick Jordan Love, that dude is starting. And that dude is going to play. The moment Rodgers leaves, Jordan Love is the answer. I don't care if he loses 36 games in a row. Until I'm fired, Jordan Love is the answer. <laughs> uh, but, but it goes to show because the Packers don't, you know, Packers and Texans don't know what the hell is about to happen. And so they're just stocking up with anyone they can get is obviously not going to be a replacement for Rodgers or Watson, but who moves first, Dante Rodgers or Watson? Who who's out of their perspective home first? Uh, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson on that one. Okay. So you <laughs> think it's before the season starts? I don't know if it's before the season starts, but it, it does. It feels like Aaron Rodgers is just, they're just upset with each other. You know, they're the the couple that everybody thinks needs a divorce, but they won't break up. And yeah, you know, he's coming over to stay at your place for a week, but eventually he'll be back home. He's, he's still hitting it. He's yeah, he's <laughs> he's going back home. Stay, they're staying together for the kids. It feels like that. And I I went on record last week saying I don't think Rogers plays another game for the Packers at least for the next three to five years until he signs and retires. Uh, but. If it still feels like they can savage salvage this, you know, it seems like he's having another one of those temper tantrums and he's going to get his way. Yeah. They're going to sign Julio Jones or someone and he's going to end up staying there. But I still, I'm still sticking with my gut feeling that he doesn't play another game with the Packers. I think he's going to be out of here by the summer. They're going to have to try to get some, something for him. They should have tried before the draft. Uh, and then Jordan love better be the answer or, you fire that GM because you you made a move, a bold move, a big bald move, and I don't mean the hair on your head. I mean the big balls you have to be able to move up and take this guy and know that you're going to upset your franchise quarterback, who then comes and becomes MVP. So I'm now looking at the Texans roster, and honestly, like if this had been like three four years ago, their ru- their running back group would be incredible. David Johnson, Mark Ingram, and Philip Lindsay. Ooh. Oh wow! Yeah, what? Fantasy oh, heaven. <laughs> now we don't know who's going to start. Yeah, plus they have Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks, who three four yeah, years oh, ago. Oh man, yeah, they would have been. They would have been stacked. Plus Tyrod Taylor was still good three four years ago. I think he's still good now. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he's yeah. he's the best pickup out of both teams, Packers and Houston. Tyrod Taylor is one who can at least step in for a couple games to start the season. Here's what I'm questioning: Is Davis Mills going to pay to bring that doctor in that stabbed him in the lung? Oh, <laughs> mm. interesting right, story. Yeah. Can you throw our listeners in on that story? That's an interesting story. So last year, Tyrod Taylor was the starting quarterback for the Chargers in week one. Week two, they're playing the Chiefs. 
All of a sudden, the team comes out and their first round pick, number five overall, Justin Herbert's under center. Everyone's like, oh, were they just doing misdirection because, you know, they wanted to give this guy a shot early because, you know, Tyra may not playing well, whatever the case is. Then it comes out later that he was going to get like a cortisone shot or something, something into his side because he was having pain. And the doctor freaking pierced his lung. Yeah. And he's still suing, I believe. I would. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm just happy another team signed him because. If I was a team, I'd be like, well, bro, you ain't passing the physical now. So uh, <laughs> it looks like your your career is over. But I, I think that's a great signing for them. And, and no matter whether Deshaun's on the team or not to start the season, Taylor could fill in the first three games and possibly win two out of two out of three games for them. I'd be interested to see what they have in Davis Mills. Like, I think at this point... Let learn you, offense. It's a new coach. Yeah. It's a new, new offensive coordinator, new system, new, new GM. Let, no, I don't mean him, like right off sit. the bat, yeah. but like... This but was a guy that potential. was a five-star recruit coming out of Stanford, high school, right? went to Stanford, yep. and dealt with some uh, injury issues. Yeah. And David Shaw, their coach, who you know had a lot of looks from a lot of big schools as well as NFL, he's a great coach. Yep. He said that if Mills had gotten maybe five to seven more starts, he would have been talked about as a top 10 pick. But because he only started like 11 games in his career, drops to the third round, I would be interested to see, you know, Mills probably a very raw talent, but it'd be oh, yeah. fun to see what he could turn into, especially if they do end up trading Watson, which at this point they kind of have to. I like Mills because I'm a Stanford fan, but I feel bad for him. You know, I I thought it was a shot in the dark when they grabbed him because they needed to grab a quarterback, but I would love to see him develop on another team. I would love to see him behind Matt Ryan for two mm. years and be in Atlanta, you know, a team with an opportunity. I mean, be realistic. When is the next time the Houston Texans legit make the playoffs? Only if David Mills becomes a pro bowler in his first season. Yeah, I mean, uh, realistically, like Deshaun Watson leaves there, they're in trouble. You named off that that running back room. Sounds great. But honestly, Lindsey's the only one that's had a good year last season. Is is Lindsey started there and try to give it to David Johnson? That's not going to be a good idea. Ingram's going to be more of a goal line guy if he stays healthy. Lindsey should be your starter, but it seems like that, that running back room is still looking for a running back. You know, and but I mean, if they if they have a bad season this season, they'll just they'll regroup. They'll yeah, they'll draft. Like they'll they're eventually... still lacking draft picks next year. Yeah. I think they actually no, they get their first rounder back next Do year. They, oh, they yeah. traded two first rounders for Tunsil, and that was this year and last year. Okay, yeah. okay. So like teams are this is how you do it now. You just take your L for as long as the season, you know, one or two seasons, and then you get your quarterback in the draft potentially or buy a trade and try it out again. Yeah. I per- here I'm gonna go on a record. I'll go on the record right now. I think Aaron Rodgers comes back to the Packers and they win the Super Bowl next year. I'll put it out there now. Wow. Put your money where Vegas is. I'm going put to. Your, put your money where Vegas is. I'm going to. Uh, I mean, and that's that's not that much of a bold statement because the Packers should have went further in the playoff. I mean, they should have beat the Bucks last year. Let's yeah. be real. I'll say this much. If he <laughs> retires, your bet's in jeopardy. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay, Frenchie. Yeah, okay, you didn't have to do that to Retire me. Retire as a Packer. You did not have win. to do that to me. I'm going through a lot right now. <laughs> For you to come at me with that kind of energy is very unkind. We got we got to loosen up the mood. In the, we got to loosen up the mood in the room. Let's uh, let's get with this big O comedian Dante Powers joining us here on uh, 1350 ESPN. Go deep. I'm your host Tyreek Frenchie. Do the honors. Oh oh oh, the big O with comedian Dante Powell. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> Dante, uh, we uh big O, offensive player of the week or op all the week. We're gonna do offensive player. We've got a few honorable mentions, like always. Love those. Yankees pitcher Corey Kluber threw a no hitter and their 2-0 win over the Rangers. Just the sixth no hitter this season. So 
Apparently, we're just going to get one every week or two now. I'm okay with this. Yeah. I, I love no as well. I want to see a perfect game, but, it, I mean, we can stock up the no-hitters. Make it the norm. I'm yeah. with it. Um, I'm also going to throw in, as an honorable mention, the night-seeded Indiana Pacers exploding for 144 points in their play-in victory over the 10-seeded Hornets. Uh, we got to make, you know, Steph Curry the big like this just this needs to be named the <laughs> Steph Curry's big O. I'm gonna give uh him an honorable mention uh for his 46 points on Sunday when the Warriors beat the Grizzlies. But the big O this week, the best offensive performance goes to Jason Tatum for his not very well covered 50 point performance uh against the well he led the seventh rank Celtics uh to a 118 100 win over the eighth ranked Wizards in their play-in game on Tuesday. My man went absolutely bonkers. So he is the big O this week. Jason Tatum putting that work in. Uh, Celtics not living up to expectations, but that was quite an underrated performance. And he just, I mean, he was incredible. I actually watched that boring game, and it was he was the highlight of it. Westbrook was horrible in that game, by the way. Uh, I, I, I love that game. I love what Tatum did, but every time I see Tatum go off, I get pissed because the Sixers had a chance to pick him and we took someone else. And uh, we would imagine... Trust the process. Yeah, well, that was the process. The whole world and Philadelphia knew that we are picking Tatum and we didn't. And imagine if we had Tatum, Ben Simmons, and Embiid right now. Instead, you got Markel Fultz, so you ended up trading. Yes, and who actually had a good season the past two seasons, but... This year he was injured. Yeah, but. yeah, last season. But again, Markel Fultz, Fultz, where we spent millions of dollars trying to fix his shot, or Tatum... <laughs> <laughs> who, who really, I mean, if we had Tatum right now, are we the big three? Yes, because he For ended sure. up he ended up helping take the Celtics to back-to-back Eastern Conference yes. Finals. Well, we're shocked the way that Celtics, I saw Melissa with the Dew Tour yesterday, and she was showing me her Patriots. She saw my Eagles keychain hanging out, and she tried to pull out her little Patriots thing, and I was like, yeah, you got to talk Patriots, but you should be talking Celtics because you guys finally got a great win, and the hype should have been the Celtics should have been a top three seed this year, not a play-in game. They don't, they don't have a big. They don't. Robert Williams oh. is the closest thing to a big they have. Yep. Tristan Thompson's past his prime. But do you guys actually know the fun uh, story behind Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum? No, go ahead. No. So I, I haven't confirmed. I know that they have this background. I don't know the exact parameters of it. But supposedly Bad, Bradley Beal's mom coached um, Jason Tatum's mom in high school volleyball. And she had him very young. Yeah. So she was bringing him to volleyball practice, and Bradley would actually sit there and watch him. Wow. Uh, you know, just a little bit during practice and stuff like that. And now here we are, twenty some years later, wow. and they're playing in a play-in game against each other, and both are stars. Yeah, and they're both from St. Louis, right? Yep. That yep. area. Yeah, that's dope. And <laughs> and Bills is another soft subject where he should have been traded to the Sixers this past this past trade deadline. Uh, but I, the you touched on the no hitters, man. Uh, we had two in the past week. It's been booming. We're on record pace this year. Uh, like we all said, we would love to see this, and I, I think it's going to make uh, the playoffs and the the finals so much of a defensive game. But then I started thinking, would I rather see record no hitters or record home runs in a season? No hitters. Yeah. Yeah, straight up no hitters. I've done the I home run thing in my lifetime. Yeah. I, <laughs> we, we've had home runs two years ago where two teams broke the record. But how intrig- How interesting was it? Like People were watching baseball because they were scoring points. No, they weren't. Baseball's ratings still drop. Well, they still they still suck. But uh, you watch baseball for the points. Baseball is boring. You watch it for the no hitters, yes, but you don't go in expecting this guy. You you go in hoping your pitcher gets a no hitter or a perfect game. But you really go in hoping. Oh, yeah, I got my glove. I'm hoping to catch a homer out here. 
I'm hoping to catch a foul ball. I don't care how the ball gets hit. I just want to catch a ball. You want to see the ball get hit, though. And so if the ball doesn't come out your way at all, I, I don't know. I Home runs are what, what sells the tickets. But obviously, as a baseball fan, as a sports fan, no hitters are, you know, that's the chess game. That's the, you know, playing playing MLB, uh, the show, video game. That's the chess game if I'm going to throw that change up again. You know, if I'm going to throw that high fastball and get you to swing. Uh, and, and these unwritten rules in baseball, man. We got... They're mad because it was a 3-0 pitch and he threw a little knuckleball at the guy and the guy knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I don't like unwritten rules. <laughs> and and you're mad because I flipped my bat twice or high in the air and you're going to throw a baseball at my head the next pitch. But I can go take out your guy in the middle. Who was it? Gianna or a Judge maybe took out a guy. So his guy at first base, he's running second base. They're trying to throw for a double play. He took him out nowhere near the bag. Just automatically just slid as freaking ankles and took him out. So he to save his guy at first base, which I get, but wouldn't that make you want to throw a, a ball at my head because I just took out your boy's kneecap as opposed to me flipping my bat twice? No, because most of the time you don't slide in with malice because a lot of the time the, the shortstop or second baseman most of the time is going to jump out of the way. Yeah, well, this way he was halfway between second and first. So slide, he wasn't sliding at base. He was sliding to take him out. I mean, that's which, what you do to break up the double play. That is, It was what, a little high and he's a big dude. But it's they just, teach you to do that in baseball. That That is part of the they game. They also teach you to celebrate when you hit a home run. So, I mean, I'm just saying part of the game is I just took out your boy's knees. You should be a little upset with me. But you're more upset because I just threw my bat up in the air and took my time to first base after this home run. I think retaliation in any sort of the thing is just dumb. And also, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's fun because you get benches cleared. And I mean, that's... Yeah, know. I hate benches clearing brawls. I just think they're oh, dumb. Oh, you're, gro- you're grown men. What? what? Why, do we, why do we watch hockey? That's different when it's yeah. one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. no, Grown men fighting. It, when, it's one-on, when it's one-on-one, that's one thing. When you have benches clearing for no real reason. Everybody's just going to come out and hug. I don't. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah th- those usually turn out. It's only usually two or three people actually fighting, and the rest of the bench trying to pull people back or separate each other. So but then you're going to have people get suspended for the dumbest reasons. It's, yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. say anyone's getting jumped. I still think it's somewhat one-on-one when a bench is clear. I mean, it's still baseball. They're soft. I 100% <laughs> think batters should start throwing the bats at pitchers. Like if you if you that's what if you're throwing something in my head and I duck I'm throwing something back at you. Whether I, I it's turn around, a couple the ball. of guys kind of going, you know what? I'm done with this and just flinging a bat out. Not that like Roger Clemens throwing it back. Like I mean, actually like flinging that thing. Like you want to make contact. I think that would get some things taken care of. The here's the the one uh, unspoken rule I think is good. If you're at a no hitter, don't talk about it because I yeah. just. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. We yeah. started talking Love about that. this, and it reminded me. I went to a Braves game. I don't even remember when it was. When I was much younger, John Smoltz was about. He was like good through like six or seven, and this guy just would not shut up about. It. He's like, "We're about to see a no hitter. Mm-hmm. You guys, re- we're gonna see a no hitter." And everyone's like, "Shut up! Don't talk about it." And then, of course, like uh, I don't. Know, I think they were playing the Orioles or something, and like two guys just homered. <laughs> The deepest home runs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, jinx like, them. Thanks for stare at the guy. <laughs> yeah, we've he got quite a bit of hate. Even so. if the pitcher didn't even see it, hear it, <laughs> it's still in the head. And that's one of those where you see, you know, you know when it's cooking because you turn to a game and you see a pitcher sitting by himself yep. at the end of the bench, and that means either he's having a great game or he's having a <laughs> horrible game. Uh, but either way, you want to stick there and stay on TNT or whatever channel you're on when you see that because you know something's up. Yeah, because uh, half the time I'm I'm watching. I'll start from first inning and I get to fifth inning and I don't realize that it's 
a no hitter. I just realized, man, he's having a, he's a, you know, this is a great pitching game. Then yeah. they started talking about it. I'm like, oh, whoa, don't talk to that man on the bench in the dugout because this is serious. So when I was a freshman in high school, my my dream is to either watch live or on TV a no hitter. I've always wanted to do that. that. Is my goal before I die is to watch a no hitter live or at least on TV. I was sitting down to watch the uh, Phillies versus the Reds because I love Roy Holiday and I love Joey Votto. Ooh, yeah. So I was sitting down to watch that game, and my mom comes and tells me we're going to church. No, and I'm like. Mom, this is the one day of the week. I don't have basketball practice. I don't have anything going on. I want to watch this game. She's like, nope, we're going. So we end up going, doing nothing important. Like, we literally were just going to help someone out there. I'm like, I literally did not have to be here for this. And Roy Holiday freaking throws a playoff no-hitter that night. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was so mad. I'm obviously still not over it. Well, I, as you should I remember be. that game. <laughs> Thank you, Phillies. I remember that game. And uh, RIP to Roy as well. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back with uh, D3 and 3, and uh, we'll talk a little no-hitter still. Go deep. 1350 ESPN. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center studios. T-minus... Uh Two hours, 30 minutes before I take flight to Sin City. Got big plans for tonight. I think we're uh, going to do some dinner at Beer Park at the Paris. Uh, limo downtown, take pictures where Tupac was shot. Then head to the strip club. A little karaoke tonight as well. Tomorrow, polka tournament. The Paris Casino is the only place I have ever done any betting. And oh. won $93 in a 25-cent play. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say doing acid or something. But, oh, yeah, 93 bucks. <laughs> All right. Uh, Join us here as well, comedian Dante Powell, <laughs> national comedian Dante Powell, uh, had his big O segment and uh, the Curry segment, the Chef Curry segment, I should call it. I told him he should call it the big 3-0. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Well, Curry had a hell of a season, man. There's scoring title. <laughs> and there's there's. I heard people yesterday trying to say he has to be MVP. He he doesn't have to be MVP. Joke has been consistent on a team that's third, you know, ranked third in the West, and he lost one of their best players. Uh, I know Clay is down, and Curry Curry willed this team to a playing game, uh, but consistently, Joke has to win this. And I I, I just don't see another season that Joke is going to have. Like I mean, he might have another season like this, but LeBron's going to be full steam, or KD's going to be full steam. I don't see him standing out like this among the the field. The thing so I think this has to be an opportunity. Denver, though, is that they did lose Murray, but they also picked up Aaron Gordon, who's been... Really Which was helpful. a great pickup. So, great pickup. And they picked up someone else that same day, right? Denver? Uh, JaVale McGee. But yeah, yeah like, but still, big he's bodies. Literally, he's literally just there to be a backup. and oh, go. Yeah. The same with Haslam, but for if Joe can get two minutes on the bench, you know. Yeah. Speaking of bench time, uh, you know, Horton Tucker, whenever he gets time, he kills it. Now, look, last night, he only got six minutes, seven minutes of playing time. And I know he's deep on the bench, but... I and I, I I appreciate everything Caruso does, <laughs> but I gotta find at least four to five more minutes for Horton Tucker to get on the court. I mean, he was the one. Or no, was, was it him that passed LeBron the ball, or was it Pope for that shot? I thought it was Pope. Yeah, yeah, it might have been Pope. Because I don't think they would have had him in at crunch time. Yeah, I, the, I, I think eventually that's got to be a problem, right? Because he's he's proven he can be in at crunch time. You don't want to find it out in the playoffs unless you rather you, you rather to. bet on Caruso. I mean, Caruso did it last year. Yeah, Caruso, Caruso played like, great defense yeah, he, last he, night, and he played he played a great game. But I just think there's a way to find 
THT to get in the game. The Warriors would minutes is not enough. They would have blown the Lakers out by thirty in the first half if it wasn't for Caruso last night. Like he was keeping them close, and without him, they would yeah they would have been in serious trouble. <laughs> yeah, Caruso. I mean, they got some good players. I was shocked to see uh, Schroeder back. I didn't think he'd be in this game. I thought he was still injured, but um, you know the. Having the bench, Harold didn't play many minutes, but he's enough to get out there and, and up the tempo a little bit when their big men go down. Uh, Lakers are going to be tough to beat in this West, man. I, I don't – Denver, maybe. Tavian's not wrong with that pick, but, I, I mean, he's closer than – he actually shocked me with that pick. I thought he was just going to go Lakers or something easy. I mean, he also had Devontae Smith going third in the NFL draft, so I – Yeah, which he went 11th, but I think most people had him going in top six. I think most people had him going as the first receiver. Not me, but I think he was, you know, so – yeah, that was a risky pick, uh, but I don't know. I thought Atlanta was going to trade out of that pick, honestly. Uh, but so here's my thing with Denver: is that they've got they if they were to make the finals, I wouldn't be shocked. But if you look at what they've got to go against to get there in the first round, they get to deal with Portland, and Logo Lillard has had an amazing season. I think he's been one of the most underrated players this year because no one's talking about him for MVP, but yep. McCollum and their center both went down with big injuries this year for a stretch, and they're still outside of the play-in tournament. They got the top six seed. They get to go play Denver. I think that they have a good chance to upset Denver because no one's going to be able to guard Lillard. No one wants to play Dame in the first round because, yeah. and especially if it if it comes down to a close game, you got to put your money on on. Portland, you got to put your money on Dame, but Joke has been so consistent. I again, even with the Jazz, I, I don't. I expect the Jazz to go to the finals, Western Finals, but I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if the Jazz lost in the first or second round. I'd be shocked if they lost in the first round, but I, I don't know. Curry could beat the Jazz. Do you guys think it's a shoe in for the Clippers to beat the Mavs? No, no, I, you got all. They got beat by him last year too, and you got Doncic. The Ma- the Mavs, who had a horrible first half of the season, have been propelling, and you got you got an all star in your team, Doncic. Yeah, yep. Doncic's on the team. Another guy that's been very underrated. Talking about MVP, guy yep. averaged almost a triple double yeah. this year, and took the Mavs, who Kristaps has been inconsistent as the yeah. best. Oh, took yeah. them to a, a top five seed, which is crazy. He got a top five. I thought he was. I thought Dallas was going to be a play in team. I have a buddy out, uh, Swain out in Hawaii, who. Uh, he sends me his bets. Don't I don't know if that's illegal or not, but uh, because he can't in Hawaii, and he put a good amount of money on <laughs> just selling everyone out, just, just dry snitching on myself. He put a lot of money on Dallas Mavericks and Atlanta Hawks to win uh, this year, which was stretches, but it was great odds. And at the beginning of the season, I was talking so much trash to him because Dallas was and Doncic, and I think that's why he's not as high in that MVP race is because he wasn't as consistent at the beginning of the season in games they should have won, games he should have took over. But again, he had a lot of injuries on his team. He didn't have much help, and he still got a five seed. He's still in fifth place. It won't happen, but how great would it be if it was Atlanta-Dallas? Because that's the team that passed <laughs> on Doncic to draft Trey Young, and those two are going to be linked for their entire career. Yep. And Trey Young's going to be a 10- or 12-time All-Star by the time he retires, barring major injuries, but he's not going to be Doncic. Doncic is going to be an MVP candidate for the next 15 years. Yeah. Trey, but, I, don't, I don't see Trey... Sticking with Atlanta unless they make some big moves. If they so, hear me out. Trey Young on a an aging Golden State Warriors, Steph and Clay are 37, 38. You could you could get him in there and 
have them do pretty well. Like they got some young talent coming up. They got some good draft picks. Just let they, those. They guys... have to trade all those to get Trey Young. That's yeah. the problem. Well, I'm saying like in a free in a free agency situation. Yeah, okay. yeah. sign where they're a little bit older. They maybe sign for a little less. You bring Trey in, and you've got. I know Trey's not KD. He won't command that sort of. No, but I mean like, a point guard. That, it's, but, it, it's yeah. tough with Curry because they both demand the ball a lot. Uh, but I think it can work. I, I I don't see Clay as much as I want Curry to finish out his career with Golden State. I don't see Clay and Curry both finishing out their career with Golden State. I would love to see it, but I more see Clay eventually if things aren't working out the next two years, run into Celtics or somewhere where who has a superstar or two and need that extra shot. Even that, even imagine a a Trey Young to the Celtics Man, or something we'll like that. Man, we'll love it. We love it. I I love Trey Young with the Sixers, a real point guard, not Ben Simmons. Uh, we, wow. that, that gives us a shooter. Rude. That gives us Curry. Hey, he knows. <laughs> he's, he's what six seven. Uh, he knows he's not a point guard. We just use him that way because he can't shoot. He's our Eric Snow when it comes to point. Uh, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> Eric Snow's got to be somewhere with all types of knives in his back because I've been throwing shots at him for at least twelve years. But he, I, I absolutely hated that guy on my team. Hated him, and he was a good college player. But I hated him on my team. And I wasn't he thought, with the Cavs when they went to the finals in 07 too. Yep. 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 LeBron him and Larry Hughes. Yeah. Larry Hughes. <laughs> a beast, another sixer, former sixer, uh, who could hop out the gym, but that was about it. Oh, uh, but it might, <laughs> but I will not say a word about Kwame. Late nineties, <laughs> early two thousands basketball was such uh, an amazing place to be, guys. It was, especially with video games, man. You had that player who wasn't much, but like a you know, I used to love Eddie Jones. And on a video game, for some reason, I could shoot like 45% from three with him. In real life, it was probably 30% or something like that. But you find that spot with that player, and now all of a sudden, he is a highlight player to you. And it's like, and that's because I had the Sixers. So either you had Iverson or no one. Uh, but so I used to play, I think it was maybe like 2K13 or something like that. Maybe even NBA Live back before 2K took off. Yeah. And I would play with Brian Scalabrini. Oh yeah, oh, the God. white mamba, yeah. and I would piss my best friend off because I would come out and randomly drop like forty to sixty points with Scalabrini. As soon as he starts guarding him, I'm just hitting. I think it was with Chicago at that point, so I'm just hitting Derrick Rose on cuts now, and there's just nothing you wow. can do about it. Oh, and, and speaking about that time frame, that that same time frame for that game is when I was always the Clippers, L.A. Clippers, because because they had Chris Paul, right? You're Chris Paul, point guard, but really Jamal Crawford. He would come in and drop 60 points for me. He was everything for me. I'd, I'd keep him on the bench, but once he came in, but just having those two big guys in the middle and throwing oops, not playing defense, really. If you learn how to play defense on a video game, you're, you're pretty set, whether it's football, hockey, or whatever it may be. Okay, you're, you're rings guy. This is another one that's interesting. Better sixth man, Manu Ginobili or Jamal Crawford? Ooh, Ginobili's got the rings, and he's hit some big shots. I personally just love Jamal Crawford, just the the personality, his shooting. Uh, if again, if I'm just picking out of a play, we're about to play a game. I'm picking Jamal Crawford every time. But I think when you look at a list, you have to put Ginobili ahead of him because of the rings and and the stats, big shots, and big games. You know, and, and Crawford hadn't that's, had as many that's opportunities. That's a little more fair. And, and, and Crawford hasn't had as many opportunities in those big games as to take that big shot. But he has a lot of big shots. But I love Jamal Crawford. Me too. I, He's He's a scorer, man. The dude yeah. has like a couple of 60-point games, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Just lights out. He did one at 40 years old for the Suns a couple years ago. Right. Just lights out. <laughs> just, and he just goes off. And and the, the problem is he was always a six-man. It wasn't like as he got older, they made him a six-man. Or like Schroeder and Harrell now, a six-man. They always just had – he never got his respect. And he would come off the bench angry. He always played with a chip on his shoulder. And I love that. 
So I'm also going to lean Ginobili, but it's mostly because he shouldn't have been a sixth man. Like yeah, Monte Ginobili could have started at shooting guard for 90% Mul- of the teams yeah. in the league. He yeah. was a yeah. multiple-time All-Star, and I think at some point he's going to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Was it, it Bowen, to be. was it Bowen that started in front of him? Yep. And that was defense. That was all defense. Yeah, they had yeah. their score in... Um, Tony Parker, no, I'm joking. <laughs> and Parker, the had a couple, Parker had a couple years where he was in the 20s. He, oh, yeah, yeah. He was, like, he was averaging, I mean, for a point guard, for, again, I'm coming from a, a, a Eric Snow era. For a point guard, Tony Parker did what you needed to do, whether it was pick and roll, similar to, we talk about John Stockton, that pick and roll with Malone and Stockton was deadly. It was the the most boring play in basketball, but now you see it all the time. But it was all the Utah Giants used to run with Jerry Sloan. And it was deadly. Malone hitting that that you know twelve foot jumper from the behind a free throw line or whatever, you know Horace Grant with the pick and roll, it it worked, and and Duncan and Parker utilized that. Uh, Popovich is just such a great coach. I hate to see him go out the way he's probably going to go out. He probably should have went out about three four years ago. Uh, it, it, just the 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 meaningless game he had against Memphis, a boring game, somewhat meaningless, meaningless for San Antonio because they knew they weren't. Even if they won that game, they knew they weren't going to go far. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but Popovich, he's just such a uh, you know him and him and Craig Sager, Popovich halftime interviews where he doesn't talk to anyone but Craig Sager. Right. Just that that relationship, it just made me love Popovich. I used to hate him because San Antonio was dominating when Jordan went out for a while, you know. Uh, but the respect, it's kind of like Bill Check. I hated Bill Check, but the respect. Uh, and yeah, I did compare Belichick and Popovich. I think they're somewhat on a similar level when it comes to the respective sports. For sure. So here's a question for you, and we should probably do this after a break. But who's the better coach, Greg Popovich or Phil Jackson? You gotta go, Phil. Rings. And, and, and but Phil had Jordan and Kobe. Right. That's I think that. But Phil that bodes for Pop. <laughs> it bodes for Pop. But Phil had a lot more power. He orchestrated his teams. So even when Shaq left. He knew to go get uh, Paul Gasol. You know, he he. No, no, no. Because Kobe, Kobe told won. him, yeah, but, go get Paul Gasol or trade me. But he yeah. made that move. But it also took five years or four years for them to be any good. They were getting knocked out in the, yeah, the, the first Suns, second round. The Suns were demolishing the Lakers. Yeah, and uh, Steve Nash was demolishing teams. Uh, but yeah, that that's a good question. But I think I still got to go. Phil, you got to go. I mean, top all time NBA coaches, Archie Archibald or uh, Nate Arch, whatever the hell his name is. Let's take a break and regroup. Go D thirteen fifty ESPN Horizon Event Center. Dante Powell join us in studio. Do tour in Des Moines. We'll see you right after the break. We left the break talking about Popovich. Or Phil Jackson. It's hard for me to make that decision because I kind of put Phil Jackson on another level with those 11 rings and just uh, the invention of, the, not the invention of, but the uh, the branding and popularity and adjustment of the triangle offense. Um, you know, when we talk about Pop- Popovich, many of us can't name the offense that Popovich ran, but we know that Popovich made it work no matter who he had. He developed Kawhi Leonard, made him into an all-star and a, a top 50 player all time. Uh, he developed Kevin De- or uh, Duncan, even though Duncan was already a beast at Wake Forest, but I mean, the teams he put together and how he built his championships are much more almost respectable. I don't know if that's my words, but I think people look at it as more respectable than how Phil did it because Phil had Jordan and Pippen and then Kobe and Shaq and then Kobe and Gasol. Uh, but 11 rings, man, you know, it's, it, it's on that level. You Dante, you're talking about some NFL coaches who you try to compare that to, you know, Bill check and a few other coaches, Noel, there's coaches with these rings, the amount of rings that you just say, I, 
it's hard to put anyone else on these levels, no matter how great these other coaches are. And I know Pop has five, but where where do you stand with this, Phil or Popovich? Well, I think it's a it's it's really close. I don't know. Like the thing for me is when I look at Phil, uh, the comparison I think is most apt is probably Bill Walsh. A lot of titles, but also like Bill Walsh brought in the West Coast offense. Phil brought in the triangle. You look at Belichick and Pop, and you look at just like this sustained dominance in a place where there was no, there there was nothing, there was no foundation. So like, not only did they build the foundation, but they sustained the excellence. And I think that is, it's all about what you prefer. And I kind of prefer that sustained excellence. As a, as a Lakers fan, I have a certain respect for San Antonio. So, so I think one of the big things is you look at, you know, obviously the championships are amazing. I, I just said this off during the break that I think Phil Jackson was the better X's and O's coach creating the triangle offense. And then I think Popovich is a better talent developer. You look, obviously David Robinson, one of the greatest power forwards of all time slash centers, Tim Duncan was a beast at Wake Forest. Pop turned him into a hall of famer. Monty Ginobili, second round pick. Tony Parker, 28th pick. Late lottery pick, or not, no, not even a lottery pick, the 15th overall pick in Kawhi Leonard. And he turned all these guys into Hall of Famers or borderline Hall of Famers. And I think he got the most out of his players. Plus, you got to consider he orchestrated what might be the greatest, di- like, lasting dynasty in NBA history 22 straight playoffs. I think they had like 17 straight years where they won at least 50 games, including yep. the lockout shortened 10-11 season where they went 50 and 16. And then you also got to look at the fact they won five titles across three decades. Yeah, that's that's truly incredible to me of what makes Pop, and he's been doing it for 25 years now. And he, that team always has a chance. Even last year in the bubble, they were a bubble team. This year they were playing team with. DeMar DeRozan is their best player. Right. Yeah, and again, if I had to choose, I mean, I think I'd want to play for Phil for the nostalgia to say that I played for the same coach that Kobe and Michael played for, but I think I'd overall, as a person, want to play for Popovich. I think he'd he'd relate better to me. I think it'd be more of a team sport, and I wouldn't have to worry about some big all-star on the team or superstar on the team and not feeling like everyone's equal on the team. Uh, But I think we kind of disrespect Phil Jackson a little bit and bring down his level of, of wisdom and wizardry wizardry because Doug Collins wasn't winning championships with Michael Jordan. You know, he had a good run at the end, but Phil came in and changed things. And and when Phil left LA, things weren't the same. And Phil almost got another job. What he what, a couple years ago at Chicago or somewhere there. No, he was in those, New York. Let's not forget yeah, New York. He was terrible. He, he, he messed stuff not, up in yeah. New York. <laughs> well, he had he had too much power in New York. At least he had Genie Buss. Like what? Genie Buss million a year. Yeah, yeah. That, that was him being paid nope. to come kick it in New York. Yeah, president, coach, whatever he wanted to do. But Phil, I, I just think Phil's on another level. I much respect to Popovich, and I, I I would put him as I can't even call him one B to Phil. I think Phil just has to be that one, but. Popovich is a very close two, three, or four. Yeah, if I, I don't think it's a disrespect to put one over the other, just because these two guys have been, the, you know, their teams were the face of basketball. Yeah, at every level for yeah. their run, and you just think, and you know, the argument with Doug Collins, it's the same argument as Steve Kerr and Mark Jackson. Mark Jansen helped build that team. Steve Kerr turned them into a champion. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I hate the word turn him into a champion because it, you know, it could have just been time. It's tough when you have first, second, third year players, but by the time Steve Kerr got there, Clay and Curry knew how to work together. Draymond knew his role on the team. And then it was just more of bring that triangle offense. Bill Jackson's offense, by the way. Yeah, exactly. To this to this team and and make a championship out of it. Uh so you know, that's that's credit to Steve Kerr. Credit much credit to Mark Jackson. I think Mark Jack Mark Jackson got robbed in that deal. You know, he he, he won a series and got fired. You know, yeah. and, and that that that's tough. And then your team the next year wins the championship. That's real tough. You know, that's that's uh, <laughs> the thing that sucks for him is that he just hadn't gotten a job since. I would have yeah. rather the Pelicans picked him up than Stan Van Gundy. But the fact that he and he's finally been named in some jobs. But the fact that he went like a good six years without being named in jobs was the most disrespectful disrespectful thing I've seen and I, I love Mark Jackson as a player I hate him because he played against us but I loved him as a gritty player tough player uh so mama you know, there goes that man there goes that man <laughs> uh we got a few minutes left man I appreciate everyone who came through the show today comedian Dante Powell joining us in studio uh the Mountain Dew tour in town they just pushed back the women's trials uh, another half hour uh due to rain but they will be on schedule the rest of the day it looks like hopefully fingers crossed I'm hoping my flight's on schedule I'm headed out to Vegas here in about two hours um, tell me one thing that I definitely should not do while I'm in Vegas. Uh, get herpes. No that, promises. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I might get COVID. Definitely COVID kisses happening. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I, try to stay away from the clap and anything like that. Man, when I think of Vegas, I don't think of the like crazy women stuff. I think of the like money stuff. Oh yeah, like, it's easy to it's easy to lose. go to Vegas in one tax bracket and come back in a different one. Better or worse. Either way. <laughs> like, and the, the worst part about Vegas is you don't even have to gamble to lose thousands and thousands right, of right. dollars. You can just and, eat and I'm a gambler. Good food. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <Eat> Vegas. <good laughs> food. And that's why, you know, going to Vegas enough, I've learned that if you have a group of people, it's worth pre buying the VIPs instead of paying seventy dollars to get in and then forty dollars a drink. You know, we did a fifteen hundred dollar minimum for Wet Republic. It'll go in probably three bottles and two buckets and some chicken fingers. Uh, but if we did that on our own, we'd be spending two thousand a piece. Also, get uh, some so, food for the room, like oh yeah, food yep. in the room. Because if not, you're gonna order food service. So the great thing, yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's it's all about. So we fill up the the tub with ice, you know. And now, thankfully, Vegas has delivery. The greatest thing to come out of this pandemic is alcohol being delivered. They can't deliver to the strip, but Liquor World, you can go online and have it delivered. Mine's being delivered to my buddy's brother's house, uh, and then he's dropping it off at the hotel today. Uh, but you can have it as pickup curbside. Order online, pay for it, have your Uber pick you up or pick you up from the airport, stop at your dispensary, get your marijuanas, then stop at the liquor <laughs> war, liquor store, liquor world, and get curbside pickup, ice and all, mixers and all. Make sure you buy water. Stock up on water. The water's yes. like seven dollar Fiji waters in the room, and you will drink them. Yep. And, and the moment you open that that the miniature fridge and move something, you will get charged. Yep. So know know your way around Vegas. But it's funny because I'm the only single guy out of these seven dudes who are going. And all of them, they're they're married or engaged. All of them are like prostitutes and cocaine, prostitutes and cocaine. I'm like, why why are we starting there? Like, there's there's women, free women, like women who are looking to get some just like you. Why are you jumping to escorts? Because you pay for silence, bro. Yeah, that's well, what's happening right that, there. Half Not that women, I know anything about yeah, yeah, that. If my yeah, girlfriend's yeah, yeah, listening, yeah. I love you, and I don't know what <laughs> Tariq yeah. and Frenchie are over here up to. Frenchie will wild out once he was there. No, I you know I you pay for the silence, but Vegas is the silence, right? You're yeah. I, 
you go have sex with a girl from Connecticut, you're never going to see that girl from Connecticut again until yeah, just the baby. And yeah, I was gonna say until you get that all of a sudden two years later friend friend request on Facebook and with a pig, baby in her picture, profile picture, uh, but, <laughs> then you end up as Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you block it. <laughs> then you block it. <laughs> no. uh, but should have blocked it beforehand. Yeah, I, I was just amazed. No, that, thank you. I was amazed that I, I, you know, my mom's worried about me being the single guy in a group. I'm like, mom, you should see these group texts. Like, I'm the least of the problem. I'm gonna end up being daddy here. And not daddy, that's weird. Uh, but playing dad here. Live your life, man. <laughs> Vegas is built for that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we hey, I will say we did stop into a sex club once. Me and two buddies were in Vegas. We met these four girls, and it was like three AM. Limited not limited places to go, but we're like, where can we uh, you know, turn this party up? And one of the girls said, Oh, there's that sex club and check. <laughs> Uber, let's go give it a shot. Got there, about twelve old dudes, two old ladies. And us and our four girls, and we're like, okay, let's get out of here. This is going to turn into a <laughs> speaking of a viewership clubs, party that we didn't want to be, be at. at the Talk Shop Lounge in St. Charles, Iowa, May twenty eighth. Oh, nice! Uh, the Swingers Club. I hear good things about that place. Come on out and uh, hang that, out with us. Is that public? That I don't sex know. Club? I don't know anything about that. Is, speaking of sex, I'm just clubs telling you, I have a that show I don't somewhere, <laughs> and I'm at Teehees this weekend, uh, Saturday <laughs> nine thirty. Come see me. I don't know what Tariq is talking what's, about. What's the attire at the uh, I, Talk Shop in St. Charles? I have. I don't know anything about anything. I just know I'm there to perform. Shout out to the Bowens. That's actually a great bar, and they do. <laughs> great live music over there jason and renata uh they also own the field that hinterland is on as well so that's that talk shop is right at the top of the hill to where hinterland and the big country bash will be this year uh so we'll definitely uh check you out there there is a uh it's a small town in iowa that has this little bar that's a, a known sex club uh, i don't know anything club. about that i'm just I've telling heard. you where i'm gonna be I've heard. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I, I've dabbled in lifestyle once. Some guy wanted me to take his wife home. I obliged and uh, learned a lot about the old lifestyle in the uh, Iowa realms. Uh, so now that guy's my boss. Thank you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, uh, that music means we need to get out of here before we get fired. Uh, we got about a minute left. I appreciate you joining us today. Go Deep 1350 ESPN. Join here with my producer, Frenchie, and comedian Dante Powell for the first time in studio. Sound a lot better than the phone. Don't look better, but sound a lot better. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> and Dante will be out at the uh, do tour today with his I'm not Tony Hawk shirt. So if you t- see Tony Hawk, point him towards the big black guy with the shirt to say he's not Tony Hawk. And let's get a good picture, picture for Facebook for our Facebook pages. Frenchie, can you feed us our Facebook pages again and social media? You can find us at, at Go Deep Radio on Twitter. You can find us at Go Deep on 1350 ESPN on Facebook. And then you can find us on Spotify and Podby by searching the Go Deeps podcast. Yep, so if you missed Tavian Banks talking about his uh, second wife and estranged kids in Vegas, uh, you can go ahead to Spotify or Podbean, Podbean and check out episode 22, episode 22, season one of Go Deep. It's been a, a good six months on season one. Uh, we will be taking a break for season two to start. I'm very excited. Uh, but if you don't hear from me next week, that means I died in Vegas. Let's go deep. <laughs>